0: Day at nine. It gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them. Maybe and now here they are: Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. First call-in show of twenty twenty-three. Hello, Blonde.
3: Oh, that's
0: true. Hi. Wait a minute. Oh. Okay, never mind. We were dealing with some tech stuff as always before the show. I thought what? I missed something, what happened? Up, but I don't think I did. Never mind, false alarm. Anyway, okay. uh, yes, welcome back to the call-in show. Thanks for your patience while well, we've had a holiday break. Uh, news-wise, how many attempted votes for speaker are we up to now? I think it's like six, and they have. I think they're done until tomorrow. I don't even. I don't even know what's going on. We don't have a speaker of the house, and this is a very big deal. Everyone's very upset. Because you have the never Kevins against the only Kevins. And why can't everybody just get along? There are more important things. Is it so bad if we don't have a functioning House of Representatives? Maybe that's that's for the best. Maybe we just uh, let's just try not having one for a year or two. I know they have important functions to do, but uh, they have a lot of not important functions that they do regularly that we could do without. So I I, Are you not,
4: saying we could live as individuals without government?
0: It's quite possibly. Um, mm. But the there's so much info. It's not just, uh, you know, big government progressive type. They, I mean, they're laughing at this because they view it as Republican dysfunction. And you could make the argument that it is. But I, I, view, I view principle here. I'm, I'm not one of the people who's mad at the 20 or so Republicans who won't just get in line and vote for McCarthy. Yeah. That's not why they were sent to Congress. They don't owe McCarthy their vote. And the, 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 I think Dan Crenshaw called them legislative terrorists or something that, like that earlier today. The fact of the matter is, nobody has the vote. Nobody has the votes. We're not going to move on until somebody does. Nobody owes Kevin McCarthy their vote, and it's not the end of the world if Congress chills out for a few days. In fact, that might be beneficial.
4: Mm, None of this matters.
0: Well, I, it, it's an upgrade. It's an improvement. Let's let's call it that. Anyway. Is it- we won't get any resolution on that for uh, the evening. At least I don't think there's anything that's going to happen tonight. And they'll resume tomorrow unless I'm mistaken. But uh, so I suppose that will come up. The other thing, uh, uh, the other elephant in the room that I think has to be addressed at the top of the show. And I don't mean to draw any conclusions necessarily. But man, this, uh, his name is Demar Hamlin, this NFL player for the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> Holy cow. Uh, I, I've watched a lot of football in my day as you know i've watched a lot of gay football i've (laughs) never seen anything like that
4: yeah i know
0: and and everyone wants everyone is speculating from the people who insist that it's commotion cordis or whatever this thing is that 10 year olds get when they get hit with a baseball people want to speculate it's the vaccine or vaccine related want to speculate something else everyone's speculating nobody actually knows but you can't say one piece of speculation without being labeled a piece of shit on twitter yeah <laughs> you know? I mean,
4: we're never gonna know right i mean if this is a vax thing they're gonna try to cover it up just i saw
0: endlessly. a report that there are feds outside the hospital in cincinnati mm. if people didn't see i, I kind of buried the lead there but it, there was another sudden collapse this time on an nfl field during play on live yeah. tv with millions yeah. of people watching
4: 24
0: he he's 24 and yeah. did he take a hit to the chest yes he made a tackle yeah, was but that's what football is about.
4: How many times have you seen somebody? You just said uh, zero times have you seen somebody just fall over. That is was he dead? As, Did he die? Well,
0: they're saying he had CPR for nine minutes. Oh, yeah. And that so dude's he, toast. He's not dead, um, but I'm going to go out on a limb and speculate the prospect for recovery, at least some sort of full recovery, that would be a miracle. There's going to be some sort of severe <sighs> damage, I would think. If, if you, his heart stopped. He was not breathing on his own CPR for nine minutes. This after making a routine tackle uh, and and he's in the top 0.1% of athletes in terms of fitness and health and all that. And yeah. for all I know, it could be a freak thing. I'm not saying I know. I'm just annoyed that you everyone wants to speculate, but not that speculation. You can't do that. You can't say that. Why not?
4: Yeah. And if this is happening on live TV and people with like the utmost athleticism and heart health youthfulness. Imagine how much of the tip of the iceberg this really is.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, I, on the topic of getting more information, I mean, it, to be as fair as possible, it's his health. Uh, of course, I hope for his full recovery. He doesn't owe anyone. What is the private information of his own health? I, I, I wouldn't say that at all. Um, I did see a report that there's some sort of, there, there are some sort of fed setup outside the hospital and, and they, I don't know. I don't know if there's going to be some kind of information control. I don't know. Or I disagree.
4: Like I think people that were forced to get the vaccine that are vaccine injured are under moral obligation to talk about talk about it to the general public.
0: You could argue that let's say that he found out definitively that that's what it was. And he the doctors would be
4: trying to cover this up if he had like a fucking blood clot or something yeah. in his heart. Like we can infer. Well, that I think was a vaccine injured.
0: I think it's fair to say that that he should. If that is what happened and in the for the public interest it would be a good thing to do. Am I comfortable with some sort of force mechanism? Some sort of coercion to make him do that? No. I'm not I, saying that. I'm
4: saying he's but, under moral obligation. Everybody hmm. that is vaccine injured is under moral obligation to talk about this.
0: Which of course, uh, you're a piece of shit for even speculating that that is what happened in front of our eyes. Uh.
4: <laughs> I don't care. I mean yeah. I do have limited compassion for uh for this type of vaccine injury though
0: well we are making an assumption it could be a freak thing i don't i don't want to say that i know because i don't know but
4: yeah it's not it's bizarre
0: it's i've never seen anything like that and that's why it was i mean you you watch those players reacting everybody's freaked out because nobody's seen anything like that in all their years of playing football
4: but we are left to speculate because they will do everything in their power. There will be medical authorities coming out of the woodwork to say that this was some pre-existing condition or some other horseshoe. You know,
0: you know I, I realize that I'm in... I'm in the wrong business, at least on YouTube. You know what I need to be doing is I need to be putting on scrubs and putting a stethoscope around my neck and saying real doctor explains what happened to Damar Hamlin. And then everyone can link it on Twitter and act like you're the authority of knowing by watching it on TV, just like everybody else. That's how you make the big money on YouTube these days. I find it hilarious that Susan has spent the last three years telling you and me and everybody else that we can't say shit. About the vaccines or coronavirus or anything, but some guy who just says he's a doctor, who the hell knows if he is? He's not showing his degree. We don't even know. But because it is pursuant to the narrative that the vaccine had nothing to do with it. Well, that real doctor knows exactly what he's talking about by doing what is normally frowned upon ethically and diagnosing someone from afar through the TV screen. Real doctors don't do that. I know. This is a
4: real problem. It's a real problem because you have to rely on experts. I know I've said this before. You have to rely on experts in certain realms of your life because you just don't have that much time to become an expert in all things. So everybody is left to rely on experts for various facets of their life. And now we're all in this position where we're like, holy shit does no one know anything about anything yeah and that is a it's a disorienting thing it really is like can we rely on any experts on the one hand it gives us more autonomy i suppose but the crushing responsibility of becoming an expert in every arena in your life which is a total impossibility that's what we're being faced with
0: we can't trust fucking
4: doctors are you serious
0: well yeah but uh i i will fully admit my my faith and trust in the average doctor is, is very damaged by the last couple of so years. So
4: diminished. So diminished.
0: I, I, I expect we'll probably get into this with some of our callers. So thank you for giving me the 10 minutes or so at the top of the show, because I can't not comment on what I saw the other night. However, I know that Twitter, if I say anything, um, that's not, <laughs> that's just not the place to do it or talk about it. So, uh, perhaps it'll come up in the rest of the show. Anyway, uh, you guys know how the call in show works. Uh, if you are new to the show and you'd like to participate, there are instructions for how to do that in the description of whatever video platform you may be viewing on. If you'd like to participate, but you can't do it live, or you're having trouble getting in live. Of course, you can send us a question, a written question for the show. Uh, the way to do that is through the contact page of the website, mattchristiansenmedia.com slash contact. Look for the call-in show question form. We've been uh, off of those for a couple weeks now, so we will catch up with them at the end of the stream and of course we'll catch up with your super chats every half hour as well. Without further ado, oh hey, look who's up first. It's Phil. Welcome to the new year, Phil.
5: Hi Phil. How you guys doing? Eh. Uh just, just uh, uh
0: ranting about vaccine stuff, you know?
5: Yeah, yeah, I understand. Uh housekeeping, I guess, for the call in show. If you're if you uh if you put your name in the roll call, get in one of the call in rooms. Ah. Uh Jimny doesn't have to go hunting the internet for you
0: uh i'll yes. find you though thank you for you that psa watch. and at the top yeah. of the show i also want to say thanks to our friend jimney who is helping fill in for dangerous spaces uh, uh screening the calls tonight so appreciate that but what's yeah. on your mind
5: i don't know Are you guys as entertained as i am watching uh, kevin mccarthy fail to gain enough votes to be uh <laughs> head dick in the uh, House of Representatives. We're
0: talking a little bit about that. I have not actually watched much of it. I've just kind of checked in. Oh, there's another failed vote. Oh, there's another failed vote. Is there entertainment in the actual viewing?
5: Uh, I guess. I mean, I was only watching a little bit of Neo Unrealist's stream a little Hmm. earlier. And there is something, I guess it's sort of a reminder that some of these people take it far too seriously. Like with the Hakeem Jeffries voters, there's so many people that are like, uh, elongating his name or they're using Ibonics, I guess when they say it. Um, but it's kinda, it's kinda, yeah, it's kinda funny. Just watching. Are you, these, are you uh, being
0: serious? Like they're trying to give authenticity to his name through pronunciation? Oh yeah. Legitimately. Oh man. Like, okay.
5: Yeah. You hear from like the peanut gallery, Jeffries, oh. or to oh. say it. <laughs> uh, there's the Al green guy from Texas. I think his name is. Oh yeah. He got up and he was doing his, uh, Thousand Years of Slavery Chan or whatever. It was like, just sit your ass down. A
0: thousand Years of Slavery. That, actually, that guy is one of those guys. I, I, he's, he's one of those guys that's like none of and all of the races at the same time.
5: <laughs> yeah, yeah he's, he what? looks like a really dark Italian.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's not a black
5: guy. Does he claim to be? Is he? Black? I think he is, though. He what? must be just enough to be able to claim it.
4: Are you talking about Hakeem Jeffries?
0: No. no, no well, uh, I'm talking about Al Green, the guy from Texas. The Texas al-
5: Jeffries is black. Like he's real black. He's not faking anything. Al Green. Uh, al- it, oh
4: no, I just typed in Al Green. Uh, naturally, Al Green is going to come up. Al. Green.
5: Al
0: Green Congress.
4: Yeah. I was like, uh, this guy's he clearly black.
0: Like, <laughs> he looks well. Yeah, that one is. But like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, a- anyway, that's beside the point, I suppose. I just uh what his about lectures American on slavery,
4: Indian, or something?
2: Yeah, could
5: be.
4: Samoan, Mexican, Mestizo, Mulatto.
5: That's it's not really a, uh, a non-Anglo last name there. Although, I don't know, it could be non-Anglo, but not a group we're allowed to talk about. Is this um, guy
4: like a standard Jewish guy? I gotta find this out. Okay. Joaquin or Al Green. Joaquin. Ooh, I do
5: know
0: what I was saying.: <laughs>
5: okay. okay, now we're just making shit up. Yeah, alright.
0: Uh, anyway, back on track rather than yeah. early life checks for all. Yeah, back, back on track <laughs> with what you wanted to talk about.
5: Well, I was just saying, like it's 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 kind of entertaining for me. Like I think I've mentioned before, like I don't really give a shit about the Republican Party if they're if they're not going to work to benefit my particular group. But it's funny watching them ca- kind of implode this way, and you know maybe we end up screwed any screwed, but we're probably screwed anyway. So <laughs> at least watching them have some discomfort over trying to get their particular guy in a position is. It's kind of cathartic. Like, yeah. I kind of want to watch these people suffer, uh, not in any physical way, any obviously, but like, they really, really want this, really, really bad, and, and he's not being given it as fast as he would like.
0: I wonder who's going to buckle. Someone's going to have to buckle because there's going to be a speaker of the house. Um,
5: and I'm not, yeah, I'm not sure what the demands exactly are from the Freedom Caucus. I mean, but he's going to have to give them something more than a pat on the back and a good game, guys. Like he's going to have to give them something.
0: Yeah. Um, Well, part of the reaction I've seen from a lot of pro McCarthy people is, well, well, what do you want? A Democrat to to become speaker, even if that prospect was possible by some moderate Democrat peeling away a few Republican votes or something. What is the huge difference between some moderate Democrat and Kevin McCarthy? Is there I know that you get your you get your Hunter Biden investigation and you get some of that. We get months long investigations that probably do nothing in the end. Maybe you get I don't. maybe you get some information we don't already know out of that. I guess that's a benefit. But in terms of the the type of legislation that we're going to get, we're still going to get the gigantic government spending. We're still going to get the federal government poking its nose in places it doesn't belong. W- what's really the difference between Kevin McCarthy and, and moderate Democrats?
5: I mean, he's a speed bump, isn't he? I mean, isn't that basically what the GOP is at this point?
0: Yeah, I, like, I suppose it's.
5: it's- it's basically just like putting off the inevitable until I'm too old to be able to at least run away. If, if I have to, like, and I don't want to run away. Like I'd rather go out with my boots on, but like, are we just trying to hold this off till we go out? Cause that's what the boomers are kind of doing. Like, I don't want (laughs) to put put this on my children or grandchildren.
4: But we have to, there's nothing, there's nothing that really can be done except for accelerating the
5: process. that's well, it's, what I mean, like speeding it up as opposed to pushing it off.
0: Yeah, it is interesting to think about that in the context of your children. If the pain has to be realized, there is a lot to be said for being courageous enough to take on that pain yourself rather than pass that pain off to your kids. I, I think that's a completely fair point. Mm-hmm. Mm. Hmm. Well, uh, any other thoughts for me, Phil?
5: Uh, nothing I can say on your show. but <laughs> uh...
0: <laughs> Thank you for being polite. We appreciate it. <laughs>
5: Yep, thanks again. We'll see All you right. around. Yeah, have
4: a The internet says black.
5: <sighs>
0: okay. <laughs> that I'll guy take, does
4: not look black. I don't,
0: uh, I'll take his word for it, I guess, but I, I'm i going to speculate there's...
4: Something else going on there?
0: Yeah. This, guy's, this guy is like an Indian, and I mean like a, yeah. an American Indian. I'm telling you, there's got to be some of that. Anyway. I suppose it's uh, it's an irrelevant point. So moving on. Uh, Ragglefreggle's up next. Ragglefreggle, are you there? Hey, hey, buddy! Happy New Year! What's on your mind?
6: Oh, uh, well, I was listening to um, Bill Weddle, and he was talking about a uh, a. You guys know the the prisoner's dilemma game, right?
0: Uh, it it rings a bell, it's something about whether you snitch on the other guy
6: right, right
0: Okay. can you explain it? give me a
6: TLDR on this one
0: explain it just for people who are unfamiliar
6: so the the problem with the um, the explanation of the Prisoner's Dilemma is I find it's a little too convoluted the simple version of it is there was a game show that I used to watch it was called Friend or Foe and there would be like three or four teams of two people would compete and at the end team that won would sit at a a podium across from each other and you'd have to pick friend or foe the way that game works is if both pick friend then the money is split between the two of them if both pick foe nobody gets it and if one picks foe the the person that picks foe gets all the money mm-hmm. that's a, a simplified version of the prisoner's dilemma um so he was talking about uh what's going to have to happen with this thing of uh voting uh and the discrepancies and all this kind of stuff that you know the cheating that everybody quote unquote the, the, sees that
0: doesn't happen right that, the, the oh, quoting yeah. i mean
6: that that the conspiracy unquote,
0: theorists talk about
6: <laughs> right yeah. so what he's talking about is um there's another version of this that's called the iterative uh, prisoner's dilemma which is you play the game over and over again with the same person so the catch to that is you have to build up a reputation of you are both going to cooperate to play a a good game a fair game and all that kind of stuff what's going on right now is they're constantly picking foe and taking all the winnings and we're not playing the game you know picking foe as well so that way nobody really gets anything
4: ah okay i see
0: it makes sense i I see the analogy so
4: they're just taking all every time
0: Right, right. And we're not doing anything about it. We're not calling foul. So
6: he proposes that <laughs> we play at their game. And this is the best uh, way I've heard uh, Blond's plan laid out, hmm. if you will. Now, the problem with it is if we're both playing a dirty game, I think people like Matt, who are incredibly princi- principled, will just say, okay, I don't want to do this anymore so i think that's the yeah, problem we're kind of run up against
4: but matt is not going to like let anybody murder his family so people that uh are principal are going to get dragged into it eventually
6: yeah i agree i agree because you are in it whether you like it or not you are affected by it at, at the very least
4: he just wants to get in it a little bit later than i do i think
0: he has more just- standards
4: for when uh when there will be involvement of a violent nature. well
0: during this game it's like we're all playing the game that you're talking about i'll be standing there saying no no you idiots okay everybody play it this way and it's gonna work. stop doing that everybody yeah. play this way and it'll all work out and they'll never listen to me until uh until i'm forced to participate in the dirty game that you're well,
6: talking about yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing that that bill was kind of getting at with this analogy is if both keep playing foe eventually one's gonna get tired of playing foe Or, you know, the one that started it. You play foe as long as they do. And the first time that they play friend, you have to start playing friend back and forth, back and forth to get it back on track.
0: Right. I think that's and and that's I guess what I'm searching for in in this sort of arrangement, because I I don't have any delusions in think. I, I think that you're right, that if we don't stop this there, you're going to end up in a in a very bad conflict that doesn't really have perfectly moral solutions because by nature it's an immoral conflict. But if there are moral limitations, like you're talking about once X, once X has been achieved X goal, we stop doing the immoral game because the immoral game is immoral. We stop right there. Uh, If there are limitations like that, that's certainly I'm more receptive to that for sure. Which sounds like what you're, what you're talking about. Correct me if I'm wrong, but
6: yeah, well, that's kind of what he was kind of, trying to get across and i see the point but at the same time i run into the problem of people like you matt like i said that you just won't want to play anymore and that just makes the it makes the game hard when it's everybody against everybody else
4: well the real problem isn't people that are principled like matt it's it's trying to will the left to to be moral like that's never going to happen like we play a clean game we play a dirty game it doesn't matter like at the end of the day even if they're playing nice They're just going to be waiting for their opportunity to do this again, to destroy society in the same way, which is why they have to be stopped, full stop.
0: It's almost I think you're right that there's almost like a pathological need to it. I don't know if it's um, I don't know if it's something that a lot of people even decide on necessarily. I think I think it might be a byproduct of the ongoing destruction of family that that we're watching all over that you don't even know. You're participating in it if your family has been destroyed and molded you into this sort of creature that we're talking about. Uh, yeah. But then the question is like, well, who's responsible for the destruction of the family that originated somewhere?
4: Yeah, but uh, like Alinsky, I mean his his only value, his only principle was chaos was to try to institute chaos mm-hmm. um, where there should be stability. And I think that, that that is their principle. That's their guiding principle.
0: Yeah, I guess my question would be how many are, how many Alinskis are there and how many useful idiots are there? Because I, I don't think know. it's I mean, like even nine it's, to one more even than that. It's
4: even if it's 5% um, Alinsky's and the remainder yeah. are useful idiots, I mean, we're still, that is like a really, that is a lot of people hmm. and a lot of helicopters.
6: <laughs> yeah. Fair point. Fair point. Do you have any okay. closing well, thoughts on it? uh no that's as far as i got so far but uh, i'm enjoying the conversation so uh i will bid you all adieu thank you well,
0: thanks for calling in and all the best to you and your family
6: All right, same good night
0: oh kim is up next it's been a little bit kim how are you
7: hi yeah. well how about yourself are How are well. you happy new, new year christmas yeah yep um yeah. so in light of new years i you know you guys are the resolutions are a thing for some people. Um, I personally think they're kind of stupid. Um, but I think self-reflection is important. Yeah. And so I was kind of thinking about um, self-reflection and where my own shortcomings and failures are. Um, and I was kind of thinking that there are maybe some common shortcomings in genders. And I was wondering what you would say would be the biggest shortcoming or need per gender that mm. the other gender would compliment
4: or support. Wait, hold on. The biggest failing of like a, the standard woman that needs yes. to be compensated for by men.
3: Yeah. Yes.
4: And, then and vice, vice versa. versa as well. Yeah. The modern woman, not just women in general. Um,
7: I think women in general. Okay. Um, I
0: can, I can, I have an immediate reaction to women, but I got to think. Harder on men.
4: <laughs> no, you go first. I need to think about
0: this. it's validation for women. And it's not that they need to get over it, because I think there's something inherent to that, but but uh, women need validation from their husbands. Yeah. And maybe the opposite, because I don't think it's you know, it's not like we're limited to one thing, but um, I think for men, at least for many, myself included, um, providing that sort of affectionate validation. Does not come naturally, even even when you love that person, you know. And without getting too personally, it's just like I'm. I'm a my husband's
1: so bad at it.
0: Like I'm bad at hugs. (laughs)
1: There, there.
0: Exactly, exactly. That's me. So that dynamic, that dynamic of validation and affirmation between men and women, it has to be achieved because women will go crazy without it.
4: Oh, that's so true. Um, I think for women, it's like pathological empathy, not necessarily because they are genuine about it, but because they want to have other people to have the perception that they're empathetic. And that just creates a host of a host of problems that um, we actually have a question about this later, but Hmm. that creates a host of problems that men have to uh, deal with. But there's a lot of pathological empathy in the modern male population as well.
0: Yeah, may be too much. We've gone too far. Way,
4: way too much. But I think that <laughs> yeah. typically, historically, this is a female problem.
0: And I, I as don't far think that there's some, um, hmm. I think that, and I, I'll clarify too, because I think that the female need for validation has been misplaced. I think a lot of feminist tendencies have sought that validation from society at large. Female validation through their husbands is, is perfectly good. healthy, yeah. Um, yeah. even if it can be occasionally irritating (laughs) but but that's the role of the husband and and vice versa from the wife and uh before i before i think about the 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 inverse for men did you have thoughts on that kim
7: um i don't disagree um blonde i think i disagree more with yours actually really um because i think empathy is i also think one of women's greatest strengths that can also be a fault
4: yeah, totally. I, I agree so I, with
7: that. It, yeah. I think it's a little bit more balanced mm-hmm. um, versus what I would say is something that we don't have. I think it's just, it can be a strength of women and then therefore also a downfalling.
4: Yeah, almost everything can be a strength and a weakness. I, I totally agree with you there. For men, okay, I've got one for men. Um, mechanical thinking, I'm going to say like the exact thing that I just praised men for, but um, mechanical thinking is a hindrance to um trying to sympathize with somebody's inner world Mm. and so i think that men don't understand people as well as women do
7: you sound like a hysterical bleeping lesbo bleep no i i just responded i it's interesting because i it depends on the person
0: yeah (laughs) no sorry i'm just i'm trying to play a joke that's all um anyway uh yeah i try to think of like what uh, no no but uh, like when
4: when you're dating or something the woman is always like what is he thinking and the man is like i need to change my tires you know and so the woman is concerned about understanding people's and this is how women connect with one another like they're always worried. Like, did I say the wrong thing, or what? Which is yeah. annoying. It's an annoying female quality, but I think women do understand pe- like somebody's inner world better than men do.
0: Yeah, and there's uh, that also has its proper application. You know that sure. that is yeah. particularly crucial for children. It's even cru- crucial for husbands, though. Uh, when something bothers me, even something that's silly, not really important. Uh, you make is, your
4: wife draw it out of you over several days. My husband does this. It's so
0: annoying. <laughs> no, my wife can just tell. It's it's so funny how you get that, that connection yeah. where I think something is so stupid, but it's bothering me that I don't even really want to talk about it because it's a waste of time. <laughs> but she can just tell, oh, I, I can see something is bothering you. You have to tell me. And is then, this
4: every marriage?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But there is value in that and there's value yeah, even if it yeah. even if there's no sense to be made of it. Like I got a stupid email or something like that. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't change anything. But just oh, her yeah. her inherent ability to detect that and provide support is very valuable. Um, It, it true, means yeah. that I will find peace with that quicker than I would if I like than I would back when I was single and would be like, OK, I'm pissed off. I'm just going to play Xbox for like an hour or something. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
4: Somebody in the live chat, before we let you in, Kim, someone in the live chat just said she's not concerned about others. She's concerned about how others perceive her. It's simple narcissism. That Hmm. is probably true, too, because women are more um, probably conscious of appearances. So maybe that's it. Yeah. Like, they're not genuinely concerned with other people's inner worlds, just how other people are seeing them. Interesting. What do you think, Kim?
0: Yeah. Do we we lose her? Oh, there she is.
7: Yeah, sorry. Uh, I was, you still hear me? Yeah. Yeah, you're good. Okay. Um, maybe some of it's just like personal, um, probably in my own life too. I think I think men have ability to um, try like a strength and discipline in their lives that women don't always have. Yeah. At least me personally. And then I think um, women with that empathy tend to be a little bit more um, hopeful and optimistic sometimes.
4: Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. I, I don't disagree with anything that's been said.
0: Well, well done, Kim. Uh, <laughs> um, blessings did, on your new year. Yeah. Happy New Year to you as well. Good to hear from you. And, you. uh, can I ask if, have you been fired by the school yet?
7: Not yet. Oh, okay. Um, did well, you get this, tenure?
0: Congrats. I did. I got tenure oh, that's last, right. last year. I forgot. Um,
7: And, um, last month I graduated my master's degree. Nice. Oh, cool. Congrats. So, Hopefully. So you can say the
4: n word now, right? That's how. Uh, no,
7: I have two years. Um, oh, okay. Before I am my indenture servitude is over. Oh, gotcha. Um, <laughs> all right. <Okay>. So <laughs> then, then I can get <laughs> more free.
8: All
7: right. The n word. You know what the n word is? Uh, thanks, thanks, Kim. Thanks for calling, Kim. Have a good night. Yep. Keep the great work, guys. Bye bye
0: okay <laughs> so uh, we are already due for a break in large part due to me not shutting the hell up at the top of the show so let's take care of that before we get back into some calls
4: I'm pretty sure i contributed to that too
0: i think uh we should be we should be good um
4: shut up silly
3: woman
0: okay. <laughs> i think we just have one chat here uh susan wiki wiki susan wiki wiki herself even with the name spelled correctly would uh, I own you, motherfuckers. Don't say shit without my permission. Well, I'm glad to see she tunes in.
4: <laughs> where, where did you see that? Uh,
0: I'm using. The, oh no, I
4: see it. Okay, okay. Yeah. Holden Mulray. Now that you have a bunch of movies under your belt, I'm curious if you've had any epiphanies or cultural observations from them. I have something in mind, but I want to hear yours first. God bless.
0: Um, I certainly. I think that I catch movie references more frequently now. I wish I could remember a few examples. But throughout the last year or so, there have been several times where uh, someone has said something in a TV show or I've heard some quote and 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 you're like, I I know where that came from now. Um, I don't know that any movie has drastically changed my moral worldview or something like that, but just cultural literacy has improved, I believe. Yeah, Uh, I must. I I don't even see that one is my system. I'm going to log out and log back in.
4: Um, Bocephus, 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 uh, Matt and Plon, since the big freeze, have you noticed that Californians are loading up the U-Hauls to move back to their penal colony, their penile colony? Um, I actually haven't noticed any difference in around here.
0: I, I think well, it's slowed down. Team. Um, actually really? just, well, just because the housing market around here is actually cooling off a little bit. It's still outrageous, but it's like outrageous minus a few points. Yeah. And so I think the people moving in and buying up the houses has has finally slowed down a little bit.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But it's there's no shortage of people coming in here. I don't for some reason, the YouTube chats are not feeding to that last one was from YouTube, right? Yep. The YouTube chats are not feeding to me. So maybe I'll have to rely on you to read them for now. That's cool.
4: Um, Jeff Sloat. Hello, Blonde and Matt. Did you see the coverage of Missouri's first transgendered ex- execution? The activist reactions to it covered every trope of the trans community. I did not. That's hilarious.
0: I only that's saw fine. the headline.
4: One down 1.6 million to go or something. <laughs> okay. uh, I don't know about this, though. Um, I'll have to look into it. GR. Happy New Year. It's my birthday. 39. Feel old. You know, 39 sounded so old to me when I was... In 19, but now that I'm 35, I'm like, oh, that's just around the corner. It's not yeah. that old. You're fine. Happy birthday! Happy birthday, Daniel Jagger. As a Jagger, as a registered EMT in Michigan, just my opinion. commotio, is that how you say it? Commotio cordis. I,
0: I believe that's correct.
4: Is due to blunt trauma to the chest at a specific point in the heart's contraction. Right emailed you an explainer. This sounds like bullshit to me.
0: It's I Obviously, I don't have the medical expertise to tell you, but based on my five-second Googling, which is what everybody has, people are telling you they know, they've also Googled it for five seconds, five seconds ago. My understanding on the commotio cordis, yeah, uh, abrupt blunt strike to the chest at a very specific time, happens very infrequently to particularly to young males. And by young, I mean- like ten-year-olds, it's very, yeah. very rare over the age of twenty. It's very rare overall, but you do see it happen in cases like baseball or lacrosse or hockey, where you might get hit with a puck or a ball or something like that. Not impossible in the context of an adult playing football, as far as I understand. The other factor, though, is that I mean, I guess I don't know what Hamlin's uh, shoulder pad setup was, but typically you've got some kind of of chest plate on your shoulder pads which would have shielded him from the impact. Right. It's hard to tell how severe an impact it was. The guy's helmet, it does look like the helmet hits the chest area, but how directly it's kind of, it's almost like he's running past him rather than right over him. I don't know. I mean, obviously I'm not going to sit here and tell you, no, it's definitely not that because I don't, I don't have the medical knowledge or the direct examination of Hamlin to tell you, but I do know that people are people who are saying, it must be that, but it's completely absurd to think that a vaccine, which, by the way, we, in fairness, we don't know that he's vaccinated or not. It's a fair assumption considering like nine. Be. Well, 95 percent or so of the NFL is. Yeah. Uh, so it's a fair assumption that he is. But if I understand correctly, it's something like one out of every five thousand young males has has had some sort of heart issue with the vaccine that's the number i've seen quoted circulating so if that's incorrect
4: and um that's not that that's not inconsequential
0: well that would be a higher probability than commotio cortis generally speaking
3: yeah Yeah, i I
0: get that both are rare but we can't say that one is off the table based on statistical probability but this commotio cortis which is also incredibly rare yeah that's the automatic assumption yeah. incredibly rare in general, but incredibly rare in this context of a 24 year old. Oh
3: man. So I don't know,
0: but I uh, thank you for the information. Of course, I, I will take a look at it. Everyone's uh, last- an expert on the Cordis. Now, whenever I know <laughs> my wife right. and I've been joking about that for the last couple of days, you see someone, you know, whatever someone's sick or someone uh, has died. It's the Cordis. The Cordis got him.
4: The Cordis. Yeah. Uh last one for right now is GR 1923. That ugly engine Catholic story has to go. You mean 1883. And I know it is so stupid.
0: 1923.
4: No, the, the Catholic story.
0: Yeah. That's in 1923.
4: Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What am I saying? Um, yes, sorry. Uh, it's so stupid. I'm like the woke stuff is just trickling in. It's really pissing me off because otherwise it's quite good.
0: We are through, we caught up. Have you seen the third episode?
4: Yeah, it was great.
0: It does pick up a little bit and I don't want to spoil for anybody, but, uh, yeah, the the third episode it finally took off. Like, I'm tired of this Africa shit. I'm tired of this. There was no Indian shit in the third episode, which I appreciated the I most. I know, I
4: know. I like Good. the Africa storyline. I hate this Indian storyline though.
0: The Africa one is better than the Indian one, but both. Well, it's like, like
4: she's she's getting molested by nuns and like yeah, like God, why does everybody need to take dumps on Catholics just constantly?
3: <laughs>
4: so uh, Maybe there will or, be
0: some nun revenge by the end of it. Who knows? We'll, we'll see. That. Uh, But the third episode got me back into it. I I was really on the fence about 1923. And and after the third, I'm like, okay, uh, Uh, all right.
4: Now now we're doing business. I know
0: Yellowstone's not coming back till the summer.
4: Yeah, this season sucks my balls. The show sucks. They really
0: dragged it out this first half of this. I don't
4: care what anybody says about Yellowstone. This show fucking sucks and it's lame.
0: I think it's fair to say uh, and I'm a fan and I'm going to watch it once it comes out again. So I'm not saying overall it's a bad product. Um, I did think that this first half of this fifth season was probably the weakest so far. It's just
4: so much drama. And then Beth, like, talking to... What's the fake Indian's name? I can't remember.
0: uh, Monica.
4: She's talking to Monica, and she's like, I know what it's like to lose a child, too. It's like, you had an abortion. What are you talking about? (laughs) But
0: she she was... Well, I guess she wasn't duped into it. She was duped into the... Spoiler alert, if you've not seen Yellowstone, plug your ears for a second if you care about major plot points. Spoiled. She you was shouldn't. duped into the sterilization, not the abortion itself, I suppose.
4: Yeah, whatever. It uh, seems just and fitting to me.
0: Yeah, well. Okay. Anyway, I, I could talk about that, for, I, I, but uh, we have to get back to the calls, and nobody um, tunes I'll in. I'll have for, to just
4: circle back with you.
0: For Yellowstone talk, so thank you for your patience. Cody's up next. Cody, are you there?
4: Hi, Cody. Cody? Cody?
9: Cody. I'm here. I was on the stream listening to you complain oh. about Yellowstone. Oh, good. All right. It <laughs> well, was what's really interesting. What's Thanks
0: your for your patience? patience.
9: Well, I really want to get at Matt here because uh, he doesn't like the Brucellosis potline and uh, <laughs> it's really good.
0: <laughs> you can't spoil the Brucellosis plotline. Between that and every bullshit romance I don't care about. And the only other thing <laughs> I'll say, they took the whole first half of this season to be like, just so you know, either jamie's gonna kill beth or beth's, beth's gonna, kill, gonna jamie. kill jamie everyone I don't knew give a that shit. everyone yeah. knew that that's not they couldn't reveal anything the cliffhanger was like what everyone knew from episode one of this season and
9: yeah yeah the but Bruce- no on that plot line though with the brucellosis um they never confirmed <laughs> that they don't have it which is incredibly fun because no. they might still kill the entire herd
0: and don't yeah. for, don't forget uh, you got the wolf plot line too. What's going to happen? I hate it? that
4: too. The brucellosis plot line threw me into an OCD spiral. And I had to contact my milk lady because we drink raw milk
0: Have any to make sure touched that, this?
4: that she. Well, cows get brucellosis too, and it causes oh. infertility in humans.
0: So if you drink a brucellosis-infected cow's milk,
4: you get brucellosis and you're infertile.
0: How fast? Like one exposure?
4: Uh yeah, uh, really? but it's really I rare. Imagine. They're like a hundred cases a year and all those people just traveled from India or something.
0: Hmm. Yeah. And they,
9: they will kill your entire herd.
4: Yeah.
1: No well,
0: now I, now I don't even, you've pl- you've presented this so well. I don't even know if you're, if you're joking or if you're serious, you, it sounds like you are actually into the brucellosis thing.
4: Oh, it's a real problem. Yeah.
9: I have 200 head of cattle.
0: So you're legit. So you're, you're hundred percent. I'm not legitimately a even... farmer. Right. Well, there you go. So here I thought if you, you were blocking the show it, and you're like, no, no, this is uh it's a real thing that we face. Yeah. Yeah. Well my apologies. Not here for, where for I live, about though. It. Well, where are you? I don't uh,
9: live Iowa.
0: Iowa. And uh have you yeah. how long have you been uh how long have you been uh what's the proper term? Should I say cattle ranching or what 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 do you describe it as? Farmer. Just farmer. How long have farmer. you been doing it? Well, I'm twenty eight, so twenty eight years whole life is it a family operation like that or what yeah Hmm. what uh sorry go ahead go ahead man that's fine well i just i i i think it's interesting that you as someone with direct experience in this sees that sort of plot element in a show and and see some value to it or or you know finds it interesting do you think i don't
9: I don't necessarily find it interesting. It bothers me that they immediately drop it and no one really understands it. Ah,
0: that's, that was going to be my question is as far as ranch life or the life of raising cattle, do you think that things on the show are reasonably accurate or are they way exaggerated or what's your take as someone who raises cattle?
9: In the first episode, they pulled a two week old calf out of a cow. it, I, I laughed legitimately for a minute
3: hmm.
9: out loud. It's not, it's not horrible, but at the same time, there's times where it's just what the heck is going on.
0: This was just because the calf itself was too old. You're saying,
9: yeah, the calf got up and ran off. That ah. doesn't happen with a newborn. Got it.
0: But, I, I, yeah, I wouldn't be able, I've, I've not birthed a calf, so I could, <laughs> I'm not going to catch that one.
9: Oh, I've probably pulled 50 of them huh. over my time. Yeah. But
0: how, how long has your family been in the business?
9: Um, at least my grandfather and I think his grandfather or his father before him.
0: Wow. So you have something of a Dutton dynasty yourself then. Yeah. That's pretty cool you feel like you want to carry this on for uh, the rest of your life or, or or you you want to continue on?
9: Yeah. And I want to say thanks, Matt, because uh, I'm talking to someone to help carry it on with, but I'm not entirely sure that's what she wants to do, but Hmm. I actually met her through the show. Oh, well dating sheet thing.
4: That's awesome.
0: Well, that's excellent. And if that young lady is listening, you have to become a, uh, uh, well, I don't know. I, I, I shouldn't say John <laughs> Dutton's wife because she died because it fell, a horse fell on her, but, uh, I don't know. And who, that who was else another you...
9: silly, silly part.
4: Yeah.
0: Just the circumstances. She was like, I hate you, bet. <laughs> <And then laughs> this
9: is all your fault. Uh, <laughs> you can see that the actress pulled the horse down.
4: Oh, really? I don't know. Stupid. The it just,
9: I don't really ride horses anymore. My parents used to, and it's just something that you just, when you start seeing that kind of stuff, it just bothers you, I
0: guess. <laughs> well uh i i hope that i mean i hope the 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 dating prospect works out i hope your whole family operation works out there's the thing that's so captivating about the show to me in addition to being just part of this part of the country that i love so much is is that sort of family legacy being carried on the sort of independence that they have uh the the defense of one's property in that way against all the threats uh, there's something that is so appealing about that way of life that I like to appreciate from afar because I know that I can't handle the physical labor of it. So mm-hmm. uh, my congratulations on achieving it. And I hope that that you know, everything works out with the, uh, the raising of the cattle. And I hope it works out with the young lady too. send so our regards. Yeah,
9: me too. Yep. Thank you. Go also, right. I'm not Amish
0: chat. Ah. <laughs> uh, hey, do you sell do you sell steaks directly? Can I buy some of your steaks?
9: Agreed. No, unfortunately. All right. Well, if you whole cow,
0: um, I'll have to get a freezer. I'll have to get a giant freezer to handle a whole cow. But uh, if if there's stuff that you do sell, send me an email because you know if if I can support family businesses who are a part of uh, the audience, I'm certainly interested in doing that.
9: We sell direct to the plants and stuff like that. We're not big enough to do that.
0: I just got to start my own slaughterhouse then, and we can work. All you have to do, Yeah. yeah.
9: Well, I could sell you the cow and then you can just go out back and hang it up.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I have uh, I have a quarter acre. Is that enough for like, can I buy one cow that it that can graze on my quarter acre? No, no. Out okay. there,
9: probably you'd almost have to have 10 acres for a cow.
0: Yeah, probably. All right. Well, thank you, man. And all the best with your uh, your family and your business.
9: Yep. Oh, thank you, chat. Thank you, Matt. Oh,
0: I but cut yeah. him off a little bit. My apologies. but. No, that's cool. I uh, there's a great scene in 1923. <laughs> Here, we're definitely not going to talk about Yellowstone anymore. Well, I'm talking about a theme that's <laughs> kind of beyond that. But there's a great scene where they in one of the recent episodes, it might have been the most recent one, where they go to downtown Bozeman, and this is a ranching family that lives off the land. I mean, they have their their houses, and they have their cattle, but they're they're largely living independently off the land. They don't have all the conveniences of modern life and there's a guy out on, on the sidewalk selling washing machines did you see that scene
4: yeah yeah i saw it. And,
0: and they talk to him wow that machine's really cool but if we buy that stuff from you that just means we have to work harder to pay you and we lose our yep. independence and it was just it's so interesting to think about because i love all the conveniences of modern life i love the internet it's my way of life i love everything about how we're able to live now but when you look back a hundred years ago and think And I know it's a fictional depiction, but for the skeptics at the time, is there something to that when you relinquish your own independence to the conveniences created by other people? Yeah. Yeah. Is there something lost in that? I'm not sure that I want to go back to manually washing clothes and all that. That's not what I'm saying. It's just that sometimes convenience comes at a cost. It comes at a cost of a, a loss of independence. And that has to be you have to be thoughtful about that. Yeah. So I really yeah. appreciated that scene. Anyway. Any other thoughts on cattle ranching before we move on?
4: No. I do know a lot about brucellosis, though.
0: Ah. Well, it's, you, do, you know a lot about every disease. In fact, I'm surprised you didn't know about commotio cordis having Googled it 50 times thinking that you had it previously.
4: Well, that's, you know, the trauma stuff I'm less worried
0: about. Yeah. It's more like uh, chronic conditions and stuff.
4: And raw milk related. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. Next up is Anon. One thousand. Hey, what's on your mind? Can you hear me. Yeah.
10: Well, just curious. You've got you're still doing your Bible study, right?
0: We are. Yeah.
10: Um, did you get through John chapter six?
0: We did. did. Talk- yeah, I think what we're up to. What did you think about that? Well, it's hard for me to remember the exact citation. Can you tell me what well, happens? Well,
10: he just basically told his. Uh, he's in a Jewish semi- synagogue, and he's telling his Jewish people listening to him that they have to eat his flesh and drink his blood in order to have eternal life. And then mm. he repeats it and then he doubles down on it. And I didn't know if that struck you as odd or.
0: I don't know that we discussed that particular point in depth um, because we would have got to six probably like sometime in the summer, probably around August or something. I'm sure the sure. lesson is still up on the website. Cause Robert, who's doing the Bible study um, posts a written summary of the lesson and the audio is still available so you could actually go find that particular lesson and we could if you're interested in listening back i don't well
10: i was just curious what you thought of it whether that struck you as as shocking or
0: i'd have to hear the context i do remember when we were talking about jesus going to a particular synagogue and and there was the there was a particular. Uh, there's an episode where he's outside of an episode, like it's a TV show, but an instance where he's outside of the synagogue, and there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of commercial activity, and there's a lot of merchants selling yeah. things, and this view that yeah, nice. everybody's become ungodly and too focused on money, or too focused on riches, or too focused on everything but serving God. And there's a point at which Jesus, you know, flips one of the tables and starts whipping people and all this. And there was sort of this vengefulness and almost violence to Jesus that I found very surprising. And it's around, I think that's around the same time. I'm not sure the actual citation on that, but on the flesh,
10: it's it's earlier
0: on the flesh and the blood. um, I, I just don't remember discussing it too much. So without the total context, I guess, I mean, does that sound weird to me? Without well, it's shocking context? to his
10: followers. It's the one. It's the yeah. one episode where his followers actually leave him because of something he said. Hmm. It's I think the only instance in where his followers leave him because it's, of something he like, said.
0: In my, of course, that sounds you know, bizarre to me in a modern context. Um, it sound bizarre but, to the
10: Jews in the in, in first century Palestine too.
0: Yeah. Um. One of the reasons because they
10: f- they argued about it and saying, "Well, this teaching is difficult. Well, who can accept it?"
0: Yeah. Well, uh, what's what's the? I gather that you're getting at uh, a particular point about it. Uh, what well, time? I was
10: just there's definite eucharistic overtones there, and it's mm. it's something that until my professor brought it up that I'd never I'd read it many times, but it never ever surprised me until I went back and actually read it, and I'm like, holy smokes, it's uh, it's shocking. But anyways, I had a quick question for blonde too, sure. if, I, if I could.
4: Yeah,
10: sure. Um age were you confirmed remember
4: um let's see it was right around the time i was baptized so i must have been like the normal age what is that 13
10: do you remember much your curriculum did you get much out of it
4: i don't think so but i was really combative with my teachers
10: ah you're one of those
4: i really was i've always been very anti-authoritarian it's a problem
10: Sure. Well, I'm just curious if you had any tips for like confirmation teachers. Like, what, what could they do? You do are fake. It that would reach thirteen year old blonde. Like,
4: um, geez. Well, I don't know. I kind of had to go through this this genesis of um, of distrusting all authority. I just had to go through it. I I don't know that there was anything anybody could say to me at that point in time that would have dissuaded me from going um, on the path that I was, because it was just like church was so much less influential than my parents or my brother, or my friends.
10: Were your parents pretty devout?
4: No, no. They weren't? The only person that's really devout in my family right now is my brother. Yeah, do you no, we consider all struggle yourself to be devout? Oh no, no, I I really struggle with like my relationship with God and my faithfulness and um, with like the the greater sin of the Catholic Church, uh, I I have a hard time with that. And then I'm like constantly negotiating with God, like if you greater do this for me, for you. um, you know the Catholic Church has major problems, and we have this this pre- and post-Vatican II schism within the church, and I identify more with Vatican II or pre-Vatican II values, um, but I like going to the, those churches less. So I don't really know what to do. I mean, the fraternal order seems to be the way to go.
10: What do you mean by that?
4: Well, they're the only church, they're the only pre-Vatican II church that's sanctioned by the vatican so like your sacraments matter i've been to society of saint Pius the 10th churches and while i agree with them more it's like any any sacrament that you receive in that church is not recognized by the greater catholic church right which for some reason bothers me i don't know i I don't know i I don't know what to do so i just keep going to my post vatican ii church
10: you've been to confession lately
4: it's been a while. It's been like a year.
10: Yeah. I I don't know. I always suggest starting there. But,
4: yeah.
10: Um. Just parting note that a, a priest said this once. He asked, "Of the twelve, Judas was one of the twelve, and he was handpicked by Jesus." And he asked, "You know, why would Jesus handpick the guy who was going to betray him?" I thought about it, and his answer was to uh, prepare people for wicked bishops, wicked priests, and wicked popes.
4: That's interesting. Yeah, it's not a reason to um, to leave the church. It's just not. So I I hear you, but you know, faithfulness is um is a struggle for a lot of people. It doesn't come naturally.
10: No, it's a battle regardless. I mean, we're all fallen.
4: That's true. I didn't
10: know if because obviously you're gonna you're gonna take your daughter through a walk through
3: faith. I am. Yeah
10: something to think about, but appreciate it. You guys have a good evening. Thank
0: Thanks
4: you.
0: Anon. Bye-bye. A couple things. Uh, I should take the opportunity to remind everyone if you, uh, cause I hardly ever talk about it. If you're interested in participating in the Bible study that I do, it's on Saturday nights. That's at, uh, it starts at 8 PM Eastern time. And anybody is welcome to join. It goes for an hour every Saturday night. We have been off for the holidays for the past couple weeks, but it does resume this Saturday and we're right at the, uh, the main part the crucifixion coming up so uh the best like
4: episode to, in the Bible
0: yeah. so if you're <laughs> if you'd like to participate in that and once we finish up John's gospel I expect that we will continue at least I hope we'll continue but it's not necessarily up to me but I hope that we'll continue uh, with uh, uh, another piece of scripture so there's that and then uh I I know what you mean but I just found it hilarious that you said I've always been very anti-authoritarian. I just wanted to recognize that quote.
4: Oh, no. <laughs> I meant to say anti authority.
0: Yeah. I, 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 and how can
4: I be anti authority, but not anti authoritarian, which is where I find myself right now?
0: Yeah. It's like, uh, I hate all authority figures because they're not the right authority figures. We just need the right ones.
4: <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I can't explain my own thought process on this one.
0: I, well. Uh, I just i you said it so with such conviction that I <laughs> I didn't want no, to. No, I'm, I'm it not
4: anti-authoritarian. <laughs> <head>. <laughs> Actually, no, no, but but like I yeah. never was a, as authoritarian until this COVID thing. I I just I didn't even have an idea of how stupid people were until this.
0: Ah, well, yeah. I think there's two ways to interpret that because I I can't sit here and tell you that I have faith in the principles, the rationality, the courage of. The average person, and I'm not saying that to prop myself up as some prime example of all of those things. I think uh, we all could have displayed better all of those things, all of those characteristics, better but courage, it's not just better. That. But I guess, I guess, what I'm saying is, I I don't want to conflate authority with leadership. What we need right now, I think, is leadership, not necessarily but domination good, good or leadership control. Leadership
4: has authority.
0: Yes, but people choose to follow it, you know? Nobody's compelled to follow necessarily. Good, But people, people
4: need to be compelled to follow certain well, ideas and stuff. They, they just, they simply do. do you, are you familiar? Okay, I listen to this fascinating by, by who podcast. By whom,
0: though? And I would say by God or the moral structure of the world. Yeah, yeah
4: and I would yeah. agree with you. Are you familiar with this concept of the inner monologue? Like yes, how, yeah. uh, okay, so there's this study that came out, Legal Man talked about it, where it has been found that 30 to 50% of people are completely absent at like an inner dialogue.
0: I've heard that and I find that baffling that they are actual NPCs, yeah.
4: Yes, and how can you even uh, like do a simple task like like tying your shoes? And so the way that he explained it because people were interviewed that don't have an inner dialogue is like uh, they become task oriented only when the import uh, arrives in their life and then and then that that's the impetus to do the task so like you trip on your shoelace you have to tie your shoe but but they aren't like preempting things and they aren't they don't have any future orientation and then they don't have any um like they aren't self actualized so they don't have any uh past recollection evaluation or future orientation and it's it's it blows my mind because like what the fuck do we do with those people
0: well i guess i would need a definition too because Sometimes thoughts pop up pop up in my head in a narrative way, as in as though someone is reading a script to me. Yeah, like, this happened, then that happened. Or, But thoughts are going to pop up in your head in all sorts of formats. Sometimes they're not even necessarily verbally clear. But when, when you ever have a thought and you think, oh, that's a good idea, I should write that down. You know, I, I keep a notes file in my phone for stuff, yeah. that, whether it's stuff about what I want to write about or an idea I have for something I want to do around the house, or even if it's just chores I need to do. So I don't forget if you're saying you don't have an internal monologue, are you saying you don't have s- thoughts spontaneously popping up in your head in that way? That can't be, I can't, there's no way that people don't experience that.
4: That's what I was thinking too. Like, like, how could anybody, I don't know. It made me think that, that the study has to be incorrect because I don't know how you could do any number of basic tasks without having an inner monologue.
0: How, how can you function as an adult? As an thinking, adult.
4: Right. Yeah. But it does make me think that people are not um, they're not as worried about their behavior, past, present, and future, as as other people are. And and those people, if they're just gonna follow suit, then they, they have to be told what to do. Like they, they, they are not autonomous individuals, they're not capable of self governance, and the only way they're going to be guided into goodness or usefulness is if an authority figure tells them what to do.
0: Yeah, I, I don't doubt that those people exist. I just uh, I, I think that the leadership should be chosen. And I hope that, well, I guess to, I guess to steel man your position uh they're they don't have the capability to choose. You might say that's the
4: thing, though, you, even if they do, do choose, Yeah, but, but but like even even if they do choose in like a democratic way, they're really just being told who to choose. So does it doesn't matter if it's if, if they choose or not.
0: Oh I think it well yeah I, I even if I grant the premise that there are people with different levels of autonomy or self-actualization if that's the case to be morally justified we're still going to have to differentiate between those who are and those who aren't because if we start exerting control on those who are I think there's a moral problem there
4: Yeah but some people like they they cannot function as useful members of society unless they are specifically told how to be useful members of society. Like someone has to do it. So it's either going to be religion or it's going to be some sort of Hitlerian figure. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, Sign me
0: up for God in that one. I'm team God. For for sure. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sign
4: me up for God too, just in general. But like, you know, we can't let these people make decisions on a federal level.
0: (laughs) Certainly not. You have to be able to leave. I will grant that. Yeah. You have to be able to escape. Um, But, I, I will have to get back to uh, the callers and the chatters uh, appreciate the call from anon. obviously got me thinking about a lot of things. We are due for a break. So let's catch up with chat really quick. I don't know what's going on, but you have through our, through our chat system, you can see YouTube chat, correct? I can't. Yeah, so I can go to YouTube. I have YouTube. all the power. I don't know what's, what's happened, but I have N-word, some kind of N-word, malfunction. N-word. Okay.
4: Uh, Hillbilly Deluxe. Okay. The name is pronounced Bocephus. Bosipus, Bosipus, ah. and it's a nickname for Hank Williams Jr., who nearly died after a fall from Mount Ajax Peak on August eighth, nineteen seventy five. He fell five hundred feet. Wow! Doesn't that doesn't that kill like a hundred percent of people?
0: I would assume maybe that's a like a vertical fall that's kind of down a hillside or something rather than he's not falling Straight off up. a five hundred foot cliff completely airborne. I would think because you're not going to survive that.
3: Man.
4: Kevin McCarthy, I'll step away in exchange for a date with blonde. Never.
0: No. Uh, <laughs> you wouldn't take that. Uh, you wouldn't take that one for the team. That's a service I don't know. To your what, what's a date? Yeah. Good question. What does question. that mean?
4: Like I eat lobster and talk, and then I go home. Because and then fine. he leaves.
0: That sounds like yeah. a good deal.
4: Yeah. Uh, Dave Wilson, read Mafia Democracy by Michael Franzese. Best politics book I've ever read. Michael's a former Italian mob boss. Hmm. Who explains how today's government operates a lot like the mob Mobnament.
0: Ah, I pr- I probably should. I would like mob insight on our current government. That probably would be a good read. I should check it out.
4: I just watched Sopranos. Does that count?
0: Close enough, I guess.
4: It's excellent. You have to watch it. Uh, well, there Daniel- the, I there was had
0: this great sounder of Tony Soprano saying he's a fag that someone sent me, <laughs> and Susan says I can't have that. Oh, that's
4: a that's banned.
0: I can't play uh, it anymore.
4: Um, Daniel Yeager, this might be played out or you might have covered this already, but could we get one black pill and one white pill prediction from each of you for the new year? Hmm. Um, okay, white pill prediction. I think that we're going to have a continuing positive trajectory in the white birth rate. Um, One black pill. Uh, I think that people are going to start dying like in mass from the clutch hmm.
0: do i have to do a social like a, a society-wide white pill because i'm pretty much out of those but uh i do have uh, i i have plenty of hopes for my personal life uh I, obviously i can't wait to to a, every day gets more and more fun with my son there's more and more character more and more ability uh, i yeah, hope yeah. maybe we can add to the family in the coming year that'd be great uh, but
4: his conversion therapy is going great <laughs> i hear yeah
0: yeah uh, so no more I, Matt and I, I
4: made
0: love jokes. Yeah, all all of that stuff. I feel very op- family, which matters most. I feel very optimistic for in the oh, coming yeah, year. Yeah. And so, uh, f- for me to say I'm all out of white pills, I'm just talking about like government and news, which is what I'm in the business of, I guess. But uh, so so I don't have a lot for that. But black pill, hi, yours, yours might be a good one. I don't know. Um, I'm trying to think, maybe well, I don't. M- maybe this is. Uh, could this be the year that Susan strikes? Is that the black? Will the black pill be realized in Susan's wrath this year? I
1: don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, it's like, let's... what what
0: black pill society wide could I talk about too? It's like, oh, in the future we might be transitioning kids or we might be, uh, yeah. I don't know. People might be dropping dead unexplainably or we might have vaccine mandates or elections might be not stolen. It's like, I know
4: we're living it, right?
0: I, I mean, other than like, black pill is kind of a relative term too it's like what are my black pills going to be they're putting people on trains now that's the 2023 <laughs> but don't worry they're uh they're that they're could go both ways though. they're democratic trains they're <laughs>
4: yeah yeah um yeah. let's just actually read this Yeah, we are headed
0: toward toward train war you're right I know. So, so listen someone's got to go on the trains just don't be the guy Getting don't put on the be train. Be the
4: guy, be the the guy be, driving the train.
0: You'd rather be driving putting the train or putting people on the train than getting put on the train. And if someone has to get sure. put, don't get put. That's yep, yep, that's yep. the 2023
4: motto. and do it right. Then there's no there's no Nuremberg. Yeah. Uh Bill Butcher. Tried your Discord and lost all hope. Nothing but degenerate homo weeboo <laughs> jannies defending and justifying wasting their life with bagatry like video games, vid gayo games. And watching lolly cartoons. What is that? Even the right is full of subverted limp-wristed pussies now. Oh, I hate our Discord. It's just Are we talking worse.
0: specifically about our Discord or any Discord?
4: Our Discord is uh, trash. I frequently fantasize about finding the people behind the How anon dare you? and and then just slitting their throat when they're sleeping.
0: Well, that Um, explains why they have critical things to say about you in there. Although I'm pretty sure they have critical things to say about everybody in there.
4: I know, Uh, but they're so mean to me.
0: And in in defense of our (laughs) discord, in defense of our discord, I think that you could go to most places on discord that aren't heavily moderated and find similar
3: sort of things.
0: But uh, but yeah, I um, discord and telegram. That's uh, that's That's too spicy for me. I'm out Telegram. The telegram stuff's too spicy, too. I, I just but I
4: love our telegram.
0: I'm not making character judgments. I'm just saying the content of the chat is... I I'm I, I don't know. I need something more mild. But... Uh, I like Hitler. We'll,
3: we'll circle back for the rest.
0: Yeah, we should get back to the callers. Thank you guys in the chat. Mm-hmm. Appreciate it.
4: Um, I'll have to just circle back with you. Uh,
0: this This has to be... This is some sort of joke name. Hugh Jorgen.
4: <laughs> yeah, what, I hope
11: so.
0: What Jorgen Hello. of yours is Hugh. Anyway. What's in your mind, Hugh?
11: Oh, well, I'm a longtime listener, first time caller. Well, thanks for hey. calling. I'm glad to be on with you guys. Uh, I'm the one who sent you that t shirt from the Star Wars shop from Aberdeen, Washington. When he oh, had thank
0: you. Oh, cool. Time. I appreciate that. Yeah. Did you get to meet that delightful old man?
11: Oh, I definitely did. He's really cool. That's good that to hear. The store has since closed down, I'm afraid. What? No. I'm not sure. I don't know if it was the uh, tranny, you know, Antifa mafia that ran him out of business, but they're no longer around.
0: That sucks. Do you live in Palmer. the area?
11: I, I did. I moved away from Washington State. Mm. Had to get out of that left wing hellhole.
0: Well, I suppose that's for the best. But if people don't remember, just to give a quick reminder, this is the it's Sucre and Son Star Wars shop and it's in Aberdeen, Washington. And this was the guy who got in that heated exchange with the Transgender City Council man who claims to be a woman. And if that went viral, we talked about it on our show. The newscaster went to his place and said, why don't you care about people's feelings? He says, I'm a Vietnam veteran. I don't give a shit about anyone's feelings. <laughs> and then he was also in, um, he was in Matt Walsh's movie. Uh, what is a woman? He was mm-hmm. featured in
11: that too. Did not know that I'll have to see that.
0: Oh yeah. He has a great scene in there. Uh, Matt Walsh asks oh, him, yeah. how do you know that you're a man? And he says, cause I got a dick. It's a great <laughs> moment. <laughs> One of the best in the film.
11: <gasps> ah. So um, I've got no real question topically to speak of. I was wanting to catch up on a couple of old friends of the show. And I'm uh, wondering if you might um, have Sticks on the show again anytime in the future. And whatever happened to Kevin Flanagan?
0: Uh, you have to that, ask Kevin Flanagan.
4: I don't know what happened to Kevin Flanagan. And we are about due for our annual, is it annual Sticks visit?
0: Uh, it's the last time he's been on is probably like it's probably been a couple of years actually. I don't think he was on. I don't. I don't know if we've had him on like throughout COVID. It might have been since like 2019.
4: No, I think
0: it's been that long.
4: No way. We have had it's him on a, since then.
11: It's been a long time.
4: I think I'd love to talk to Six now because he's got a kid, and I'm sure he's like yeah, changed his fun. worldview a little bit. Yeah,
0: or maybe not. Maybe <laughs> he's still the same degenerate libertarian i don't know i
4: don't know that he was well, ever he, really degenerate he didn't seem like he was really
11: degenerate <laughs> uh, he's not rocking that shirtless uh leather jacket anymore
0: has he retired no. that
11: yeah, he fatherhood really it, does change you i guess yeah
0: hmm. um yeah it would be it would be fun to catch up i'm trying to remember i know the last time we talked to him i think we were talking about supreme court stuff i seem to remember talking with him but what was the context i don't remember
3: It's been been a long time. That's all I know.
0: Um, yeah, I haven't, I haven't talked to sticks for a little while, but, uh, but there's no reason we couldn't make that happen. Assuming he's open to it. Anything else? I have
11: nothing. I have nothing really topical to ask you about, so there's not much going on and I don't care about the the, uh, speaker of the house drama. What do you mean? um, It's imperative
0: that we get Kevin McCarthy in there. What are you talking uh about? Yes. The, man. <laughs> the fate of the yes. republic is at stake
3: <laughs>
0: oh man well uh thank you for calling in thanks for tuning in i appreciate it
11: thank you guys All
3: bye-bye right.
0: the polar bear the polar bear are you there
1: uh, i am what's on your hey. mind okay i'm gonna have to volume it up uh, volume you up real quick sure There we go. Okay, so first off, congrats to Cody for getting into the Colin show this
0: week. Uh, Cody is the rancher, right?
1: That he is.
0: Uh, He's been trying for a while. Yeah, has it? What's the story?
1: Oh, the story is I'm the one he was talking to.
0: Oh, ah. so you are? You're the uh, metaphorical Dutton mom who's going to get uh, crushed by a horse.
1: That's horrifying. Thing. <laughs> Oh, you were no, going to say cool.
4: crushed by Cody. I was like, come on, too far.
0: <laughs> no. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, it's really cool. Seriously speaking, I don't mean, obviously, I don't mean to get personal or prod or anything like that. Um, but I do. If- are
4: you guys going to get married? Do you like him a lot? What does he look like? What do you look like? How old are you? How old is he?
0: <laughs> are we invited to the wedding? What's the deal?
4: Yeah.
1: We've only met once.
0: Ah.
4: Chill. Oh, okay, fine. It's um, really because I, I just want to get invited to more weddings, you know?
0: Uh, well, you can have my invitations. I'm not a huge fan. I'm not going y- to wedding? <laughs> it was. I wasn't even a huge fan of my own. Come to think of it, I mean, I like <laughs> the end result, but the uh, event itself is very stressful.
4: That's. True.
1: I mean, do you do you really want to go all the way to Iowa for a wedding, blonde?
4: Uh yes. I have family in Iowa, um, and I would love to go out there.
0: Are you also <laughs> an Iowan, or are you elsewhere?
1: So I was a Washington for the longest time mm. like blonde used to be yeah <laughs> which mm. is why I'm curious how she didn't know that there were very dumb people on this earth she lived in Washington
4: yeah I know I just didn't think I thought that that was like a, a microcosm of um, of particular stupidity and I didn't apply no, no. it to the broader population
1: no no always apply everything to the broader population you'll probably be right
4: Extrapolate.
0: That, I am. That is a blonde rule. She broke her own.
4: I know, but I was like, these people are so dumb. Surely people don't think like this everywhere. And here we are. And here we are.
1: Uh, so I actually had a question. Have either of you heard about the Mastodon controversy?
0: I only know about no. Mastodon because that's what the Elon Jet account was using. And I know about how it was at least briefly banned on Twitter and all that. But are you referring to something else?
1: I'm referring to the fact that a lot of the, um, let's say cheese pizza lovers went to it after they were kicked from Twitter.
0: Cheese pizza lovers. That one, uh, that's, uh, that's over my head. Uh, it's too understand. advanced. Oh, that's. Oh, it's a uh, pizza. All right. Pizza game. Right. At least I assume. Thank you. Do anyway.
4: you even internet? What is happening? Well, I don't.
0: I never got into the pizza stuff. I forgot about that. <laughs>
4: We always forget that Matt is a boomer. No, no. Yeah. It's- He's celebrating his uh, 63rd birthday this year.
0: <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes. I just never got into the pizza stuff, but I guarantee you my wife, if she's listening, is rolling her eyes, too, thinking, I told you about that. Yeah, really? Yeah.
4: And you just pretended you listened because stupid men.
0: I, it's oh. not, I didn't even pretend. Oh. I didn't even hear it <laughs> because we're programmed not to.
3: God, I hate all of so much.
0: <laughs> okay, so you're saying you're saying the pizza pedos went from Twitter because there were, supposedly there was some big purge recently, right? They went from Twitter to Mastodon. Is that what you're saying?
1: Yeah, they went to Mastodon, and because Mastodon is not centralized and doesn't have moderators like Twitter does, they're full sail having child, um, you know, on really? their site.
0: How does that? Someone has to be responsible for the site, though, right? And I don't mean like. What, what I mean is, if there has to be a host for the site, so if someone posts that material, who's legally responsible for it?
1: You would assume the website hoster, but apparently not, really? as far as we can tell.
0: The I, I assume the, here... the person who posts it could also be held legally responsible if, if they're identified.
1: Well, yeah, if they're <laughs> but, identified. But the fun someone's... part here is that the... Uh... Sorry, go ahead the folks that are that are running that site have decided you know what instead of banning all of these accounts we're instead just gonna hide the scp from people
0: what does that mean when you say hide they, they don't remove it but they what do they do with it
1: they don't remove it they just make it so that people can't see it if they're normally searching this site
0: but if you know where it is you can still see it
1: Yes, as far as I understand it, that's how it goes.
0: Okay. So so then someone is... It's not truly decentralized if it's being... That is a form of moderation, what they're doing. They might not be deleting it, but they are still manipulating where and how it is seen.
1: Yeah, it's just... It's really weird. And kind of really criminal, too.
0: Well, that's... For all the... uh, for all the everybody who's so upset about Twitter supposedly be becoming a Mm -hmm. a more pro free speech place that there is some irony that the exodus away from Twitter appears to have gone to a decentralized such free speech place, which I'm not saying this content is free speech, but it's so unregulated that this content is being posted. Like we can't have Nazis posting words, (laughs) but if you really like CP, CP, uh, this is the then, then you can head on over here and check it out.
1: <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Well, okay. Last bit. Yeah, sure. Um, last bit. Uh, blonde. Have you actually grown any plants for yourself yet? Given your doomer talk about starting compound.
4: Uh, I have. And without revealing too much information, I do have a place to go in the event of a societal collapse. Well,
1: that's good to hear.
0: I'm heading to, uh, Cody's ranch or Cody's farm. Yeah. So uh, anything else? From me before okay. Let you go.
1: Um, that's it. And also, by the way, about the transgender execution comment, blonde made earlier about mm-hmm. 1.6 million to go. I think she meant six million supposed to go. <laughs> <Bye-bye>.
4: <laughs> I did. Right.
0: Okay, that's uh, we we will end it there. Thank you for.
4: Can you believe the there comment. are Jeez. that many trannies?
0: The estimate, I think, that's an old estimate. It's it's probably higher at this point. That yeah. estimate, I think, is back from maybe five years ago or something.
4: Seriously? How many is it now?
0: Uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's been updated. Something was right on the top of my mind, but I forgot. Anyway, uh, I guess I'll just move on to the next caller. I, I hate when that happens. <laughs> Where's my internal monologue to. to I don't know, me? man. God damn it. Turns out I'm the NPC. <laughs> uh, Joshy Boy's up next. Joshy Boy, are you there?
2: Hey, hey. Good evening. What's up? All right, I actually came prepared this time instead of last time. However, what do you got? It's more in spirituality. I promise I'll talk about monarchy later on ah. uh, when I've actually thought of it. Um, but I was in a conversation, well, first of all, I was sitting at a cigar lounge and I was talking with some mother, a bunch of other Christians, right? All of us Protestant, by the way. Sorry, blonde. That's okay. <laughs> but... <laughs> uh, but... One of the things I brought up is something that maybe you guys can include later on in Bible study, but you, you, you kind of have to be ready for it. But uh, the idea of monotheism.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Right now I'm listening to a podcast by The Bible Project and talking about the existence of other gods, or in a Hebrew word, Elohim. So I've been learning a lot of Hebrew words from them and everything. And it kind of... It's a, it's a multi-part series. I think it's about 22 episodes long, so I'm only on episode eight. But do you guys, do you think, Matt, since you're mostly participating, is that something you guys would discuss later on? I know I suggested the Books of Wisdom, which I suggest you do first.
0: Well, I, I don't know the direction that we're going to go after John's Gospel. Um, there yeah. is a pretty solid group that's participating, so I suppose the ultimate decision decision is up to me and Robert, who runs the Bible study. From He's the one compiling and organizing all the lessons. Mm-hmm. But uh, but given the good solid group that participates, my initial, at least my plan for now, I think if we decide of what we what text we want to look at next might be something <laughs> of a group decision. Maybe we make that together because I we have a good solid group that participates and I don't want to I don't want to lose that group. I want to maintain it. So maybe yeah. that decision will be made that way. But if, if I'm picking, uh, I want to stick with the most basic pieces of scripture first because i am uh, all but illiterate on right. those and so that's why we're starting yeah, I, I get you, know, you. we're starting I'm with the, the stuff that everyone ahead. should know you know
2: yeah i'm thinking sort of ahead because i've practically grew up in this kind of thing so i find yeah. things like that interesting and mm-hmm.
0: We might, I mean, we might get, what you're talking about is, is, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, just so I understand you. You're talking about a piece of interpretation that's beyond biblical scripture. This is someone, this is some third party's work. It's possible that we get to something like that someday. I wouldn't, I wouldn't eliminate it, but I would say for now, um, there's a lot of scripture that I have no exposure to that I need to, that I need to check out, that I need to understand. So I, I would expect that to happen first.
2: All right. I'm going to make this relatively brief. I just kind of wanted to bring it up. But Blonde, what are your thoughts on it?
4: On polytheism? Yeah. Like the validity of polytheism or what do you mean?
2: Um, the actual existence of other gods or as we as I they're called Elohim It's kind of a general term for spiritual beings.
8: Mm. But
2: in parts of the Bible, they are acknowledged to exist. And they don't really it doesn't really go into further explanation. Does that make sense?
4: Well, I mean, don't you think that it would be elaborated upon if it really mattered?
2: Uh, in a way, it kind of does, because remember that whole verse about we're not really at warfare with flesh, but spirit. So dealing with the spiritual realm that's kind of intertwined with ours, that is kind of important because we have outside influences.
4: But how is that? A, oh, oh, I'm getting <laughs> feedback on myself. Um, how is that uh, advocacy for polytheism?
2: not an advocacy it's kind of like a discussion i don't know uh,
4: i'm not seeing a lot of biblical support for polytheism i don't know like uh, rationally it doesn't make very much sense to me
2: so the the bible doesn't really make much sense either if i have to be fair what about it why would polytheism
4: be more um more fitting or make more sense
2: argument it's not necessarily an argument for polytheism. It's the acknowledgement of the existence of other gods. It's kind of... I can't get into it because it's too long and I don't have a whole lot of time.
4: But
3: who but created kind of said
4: gods? Go. Is it one god that created multiple gods? Why would he do that?
0: In concept, well, what I struggle with that too is either these gods would be competing or they have very strict realms in which they operate that do not overlap at all, which sort of implies... um. What's the term I'm looking for? Non. What's the word for can do omnipotence. anything? Is it omnipotence or is that anyway? Yeah. Okay, it implies so that they're limited that. in their in their abilities or that yeah. they have a limited domain, which seems sort of ungodly.
2: Um, I can I can summarize it as best as I can with the amount of time that I have. But think sure. of God wanting a staff team. God doesn't need them kind of wants to share his authority with not only us but the spiritual realm so you have the hosts of heaven you have the divine council you have stuff like that that kind of have their roles underneath him so he, but they're they are also his...
0: gods or are they some sub-being
2: in a way yes
0: Yeah, um Ye- yes which they're gods or they're not
2: I would argue that they're gods in a way but they're not the top god. Does that make sense? Think of Zeus over the Olympians. Does that make any sense?
0: I, I, yeah, I don't know much about uh, the Greek system, <laughs> so
2: yeah, I know. I'm uh, just using a uh, basic example. I
0: guess I just struggle with the concept of like top, top and bottom god.
2: <laughs> <laughs> why
4: like there's there, there there's, has to be a better way for you to there's
0: just it. one you know uh there's, there's
2: that, that's the thing top top piece. god is oh, a is a,
0: that's redundant
12: a big game term, man
2: you know i suppose but i guess i guess this is this is gonna be very confusing if i had a one-on-one conversation and if i had hours to spare i'd sure, yeah. probably explain it better but, but i don't yeah. I'll have a short period of time, so it's going to get jumbled up. Well, no, it's, I mean, it's
3: okay.
2: Yeah, we and we
0: are kind of tight on the clock. So, um, how about uh, if you if you just want to give your best one or two minute explanation of it, and we can uh, we can leave it there.
2: So the best way I was explained to it in a summary because I'm going into this kind of surprising too. Um, think of think of a feline, right? If you argue that there is only one feline. But you have, like, let's say that the lion is the only feline out there. But then you have to explain, okay, there's tigers and panthers. There are other felines too. So instead of looking at it that way, the lion is the only feline of its kind, even though there are other felines such as tigers and panthers. Does that make mm-hmm. any sense? Yeah, sure. Yeah.
4: But then it's like, what's the origin? Okay, so if God is the creator of the, of the earth, you have to mm-hmm. think that like one God would have created these other gods. Why? Why would God create subservient gods? And if they don't have as much power as he has, then they aren't, then they aren't God, right?
2: Yes and no. Um, From what I was taught, God likes to share his authority. He doesn't need, like, again, he doesn't need them, but he likes to share a lot, with authority, with responsibilities, et cetera, et cetera. So he doesn't have to do that. What top chooses...
4: god or bottom god likes to share a lot? Um,
2: god, god, right? Today top god, I feel uh, gay. I find, that fun- I find that phrasing funny, top god, but...
0: Uh... <laughs> Alright. <laughs> All that's, that's
2: the quickest um, summary I can give you.
0: Yeah, I guess I understand where you're coming from. What if god is a, co- uh, a, a category... Rather than a single well, being, ba- I suppose. Yeah,
2: that's basically what that is, actually. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it is more so a title than anything else.
0: All right. Well, thank you for yeah. the thoughts. Uh, happy New Year. Appreciate your call.
2: All right, you too. Have a good night.
0: Bye. Okay, uh, we'll, we'll have time for one more here. 88M it looks like we have a pretty good chunk of email questions, too. Mm-hmm. So I want to leave time for that. Uh, 88M, are you there? Hey. What's on your mind?
12: Uh nothing. Not really. Um you hear the story about how the Air Force tried to court martial court martial airman for having a sex doll?
0: A really? sex doll? Yes. So he yeah. okay, well I did not hear about this. So do elaborate.
12: So the air force said, Hey, you have a sex doll, we don't like that because it's un it's unmoral, you know, it's not permitted under some Different rules under the UCMJ. They -hmm. tried to court martial him. But Mm -hmm. the highest appeal court in the military said, no, there's no rule or regulation or law that says you can't have a sex doll. Do I dare
0: search this? Air Force sex doll. Enter.
4: Pony jar. Yeah
0: uh well yeah air force times from december 16th space force official kept job Mm -hmm. after ig inspector general investigated sex toys at work this must be the story you're talking about
4: uh maybe but they lived there
0: or this is about it started with sparkly pants what does this talk about a doll
4: well we should execute men that wear sparkly pants
0: well i i suppose that's just reasonable yeah. yeah. Okay. I I didn't hear about this at all. But you're saying they considered it immoral, but not a violation of military law.
12: Uh, his off his chain of command guy in court martial, but the United States Court of Appeals for the Armed Forces uh, uh, said, "Nope, they reversed it and said you are permitted to have that."
0: This is like so. You're talking about he had this in his private residence, or was was he? Was there some? It
12: was in, it was in his barracks. Okay. And when they yeah. did a barracks inspection, they found it and they were like, oh, how nice.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, here's, a, uh, here's an this. article in Reason Magazine that must be this. Military law doesn't clearly forbid private masturbation with childlike sex doll. This was... Childlike? Oh, it's, it, I guess, Yeah, I, I guess I buried the lead there. Childlike is part of this headline.
4: Oh, okay. yeah, just, I definitely care now.
0: Not just any old sex doll, a childlike sex doll. It, Nope, face His, the wall.
12: <laughs> His lores argued that because we live in the barracks, he need a smaller one to fit in the closets because the closet <laughs> wasn't, <laughs> oh, wasn't that big. <laughs> so it was
0: just, it was, it was practicality. It wasn't that I <laughs> like kids, it's just I had limited space. That's all. Oh, no. Oh, my no. God. Wow, I didn't hear anything about this.
4: That changes everything. Yeah.
12: Yeah, it's uh, U.S. versus Merit.
0: Yep. That's what, That's what this is. article cites.
12: Yeah, but my thing is, I find funny about everyone's, like, some people are making a big deal. Uh, a YouTuber called Uncivil Law, he does a great breakdown of the mm-hmm. legal case. And for me, it's like, I don't, like, if I had a choice, of course, I'd say, hey, let's go back to the 1940s military moral system. Let's go back to that good old days.
4: Yeah, don't ask, don't tell. And...
12: Yeah, but... We don't. Well, live but that. no,
4: no, no. They wouldn't be don't ask, don't tell. It's like if you're gay, we just kick you out of the military, right?
0: Yeah, <laughs> do tell and get the hell out of here. Yeah, <laughs> really. Okay.
12: Well, my thing is like we don't live in that country anymore or society standards anymore. So, yeah. if you're going to permit a person that says I'm a male but I think I'm a female, be in the military, then what's the difference between this guy having this doll, right? Like the sex doll, what's the difference? They're both somewhat nuts.
4: Okay, I'm with you there. I'm with you there. Um, But my argument for this would be that like, I'm mostly worried about trannies being pedophiles. Which means, to me, it must be worse.
12: Right? Yes. But my thing is that because we don't have society norms anymore, like society moral standards, what gives the military to have Right. The military said we. The military threw this out. Like, hey, we're not going to have these standards anymore. So,
0: well, I, I I certainly agree that that whatever the the court martial, whatever the legal proceeding is in this case, it has to be according to the military mm-hmm. law. It can't just be according to um, social standards or something that is a that isn't clear, uh, codified, and and not subjective in that way you got to have if there are rules to be enforced it's got to be written down which is why i'm trying to look into what piece of military law he he broke or what they whenever we talk about um court martial and military law i i use terms like prosecute or i'm thinking in terms like that i don't know if those are the correct terms so anybody who knows military law better just bear with me because i'm probably saying it wrong but on under what law were they prosecuting him is what i'm trying to figure out and it's article 134 according to yeah. this article it has a lot to do with adultery and certain other behaviors
12: yeah which that 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 brings me to the second question adultery is still you know you can still get court martial for adultery in
0: the military mm-hmm.
12: my So this military, is,
0: was he married and he had this sex doll is that the deal? No no that's he was not, un, my, he's not married
12: yeah, yeah he's not married but my question would be it'll be it's my question i don't care about the sex doll, really? Hmm. But my question is: one reason one of the the pill courts said that they can't prosecute the airman was because there's no civilian law saying you can't do this either, right? Can the they actually? Flight.
0: Can a court martial consider say federal law? Yes, they can. Okay,
12: they like president. Yeah, you know, they like president. Like you know hey, this has been illegal in society for over 100 years, so why wouldn't it be legal in the military, too?
0: Even that I find Uh, a little bit concerning, where it's like, hey, according to this legal structure outside of which, or uh, outside of this court, this is, again, I mean, in the same way I'm not comfortable with the United States referring to foreign law, even philosophically, I'd probably have the same discomfort here where you have to have a set of rules on the books for that particular court. And the military court's jurisdiction is military. It's not at least unless I'm missing something, it's not rules set by some state legislature or set by Congress necessarily. Well, I don't know yeah. who do, I guess who does write it, who, who writes the, the, was it's the uniform UCMJ uniform code of military justice. Yes. How is that written? Who writes that?
12: Uh, I believe Congress and the military. Like I think I believe, Congress okay. can pass laws, but the military can write their own. Re- like you're not in proper uniform, so we can punish you. We can give you Article 15 because you're not in proper uniform.
0: Yeah, I suppose maybe I, I don't want to overstate that because if Congress has the authority to send the military to war, which they do, yeah, clearly they have a lot to say about how the military behaves. So maybe it's it might be foolish for me to consider those completely separate, but. All I'm worried about is one jurisdiction borrowing legal principles from another. That's something that I I find some trouble in.
12: Well, yes, but my thing is like, for me, it's like, why does the military still have adultery on the books?
0: Yeah, I I suppose uh, maybe that's you might you might question that policy. Is that something that you should get kicked out of the military for or punished by the military for? But but I also believe that if, if rules are on the books, for the, the books to mean anything, they still have to be enforced. And if you have a problem with the books, you rewrite the books.
12: Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm saying, yes. I'm saying the thing is, like, today's army, we don't go by a Christian moral standards anymore. You know, we don't go by that anymore in the face military. We're, you know, that's not permitted. But the 1940s military would. Like, hey, you cheat on your wife, you're out. Bye. Don't do that. But today's military, they can't can't make the argument. It's still on the books, but they... Sorry. My point is, like, they can't make the argument today, right? Like, if they they had to write the law today, if they had to write the rule today, how could they make that uh, argument for it today?
0: Talking specifically with the sex doll? Or no, uh, just in general, internally. adultery. Adul- adultery no, yeah, adultery. General. Yeah. Well if they, if that's what the, the UCMJ says, I guess I'm I, I don't know that I follow you completely clearly.
12: Yeah. I'm not doing a very good job at this. I'm like, sorry about that. I'm no saying, problem. I just
0: I'm just the, trying to clarify because I'm not sure I understand a, exactly
12: Yeah, say if a general said, Hey, let's put adultery say it's not on the adultery's so, not on the books right now. Okay. But let's say if a general came into the Pentagon and said, I believe that we should put adultery on the book. You should put that in the UMCJ Uh saying that soldiers and officers should not be permitted to cheat on their wives, they can be court martialed for doing that. Yeah, because today's military could not make that argument morally because we permit transgender people, we met people with sex dolls now, as in it
0: would be kind of incoherent with the current uh philosophy being pursued, yeah,
12: philosophy, belief system the military has today,
0: yeah. Uh, I, 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 yeah, I agree that if if it was a new idea proposed, it probably would not be successful. That would be my guess. If it was a new policy proposed, they probably would not go with it.
12: Right, like I, like things like right because the military then saying we want our service members to be married because right because we have this rule saying you can't cheat on your spouse.
0: unless it's gay married, then we definitely <laughs> want you married.
12: Yes, we'll force you by. well court marshal if you're not doing it (laughs) (laughs)
0: we're not far off actually that's that's the next addition to the uniform code of military justice gay only or
12: (laughs) right so so, so the military right it's funny that like the military still saying like hey be merry you're put to a higher standard than not being merry
0: Hmm. yeah I said well right yeah but but at the same time to 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 Defend that position when you make a commitment to your spouse, you are held to a higher standard. That's the whole point of the commitment.
12: I agree, but I'm saying, but today's military couldn't make that argument, right?
0: No, because they favor bastardizing that relationship in every other context.
12: Yes, I'm saying, right? What's the difference between an officer that goes out and gets a girl every week and have sex with her every week versus a officer that cheats on his wife every week? What's the difference, really? Then.
0: Uh, the, the first one is unmarried. Is that what we are saying? Yes. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a breach of trust and contract in the second one, but I agree that there's still an immorality committed when you are, uh, when your life revolves around banging bitches, so to speak, you know?
12: Yeah. Was a, yeah. T- yeah. 50 years ago the military, said, yeah, we don't want to, our officers or NCOs go out there and bang every girl they right. see. <laughs> they were uh, though. They, they were, but the military want to at least keep the face of we're not permitting that.
0: All right. right. Well, um, same, do you have any same. final thoughts before we let you go? I Appreciate the conversation. Uh, we gotta we gotta wrap yeah. up
12: though. I could've explained that better, but
0: I, I appreciate it. I had not heard of this story at all, so thanks for bringing yeah. it to my attention.
12: I just find it, I find it very interesting because, like, I'm a, I'm you know, I'm conservative Christian, so I'm I'm against all this, but then I'm also like, hey, this is the society we live in now, so yeah. Yeah.
3: It's true. Hey, if we
12: let the transgender guy in, person in. Then let the guy with the cess doll, he likes to talk to it. Let him in. So <laughs> let, Slippery
3: let, it, slow.
12: let it burn. All
0: right. <laughs> All right. Thanks for the call in. Yeah. Have a good night. Good night. I think I just figured out how I'm going to have the, uh, the talk with my son in, say, I don't know, 10, 12 years time, something like that. Maybe a little sooner. What's the proper age? I don't know. Uh, all right, son, sit down. It's time to talk about why uh, a life lived according to banging bitches is not advisable.
4: <laughs> no ho banging.
0: Yeah. yeah. God, isn't it? It's. Uh, I think about that all the time, and I'm sure you do, too, where you think about your kid as an adult. it's just No, weird to I think never they're think going, about that. It's just, I can It's like you're, you're going to be. I, I want to <laughs> fast forward into the future and see him at age 25, age 30. I and don't. See, oh. see what he's like. Whoa. And it's weird to think that one day he will be one. And it's up to me to make sure I craft him into one that's respectable and productive and upstanding.
4: God, I'm a psycho. I'm really worried.
0: <laughs> well, uh, I was going to make some like mother, like daughter joke, but that seems.
4: No, it's true. It's like, <laughs> I, I see qualities in her where I'm like, no, I don't want you to be like me in this way, but she is, you know, it's just, it's just how it goes.
0: I really struggle lately with, um, He's getting at that age where like some, some discipline can be introduced where you try to stop certain behaviors in him, but he's not, he's not verbal yet. So, you know, he doesn't really grasp concepts, but you can tell when he's trying to be mischievous and trying to do something that he knows he's not supposed to. And lately, I don't know what it is. It's like poking eyes, scratching faces. And it's like, I can't, I don't know what, I don't know how to stop that because i do have to stop it you can't be poking eyes and scratching people especially if we let him play with other kids and stuff But what am i supposed to do like y- y- say no louder or something i it's a it's a point i'm sure that all the stages of parenthood are confusing and you never know exactly what you're doing but i find this stage to be particularly confusing where he's he you can tell he grasps the concept of mischief and disobedience if only generally but I am not yeah. able to uh, to discipline. So I just kind of have to.
4: It doesn't get you know, easier when they understand the you. Yeah. Emmeline just looks at me while she misbehaves. Yeah. She stares at me while she's doing it. Well, uh,
0: not me. My son is going to be. The second he understands words, he, he, I'll, I'll talk it into him. I, swear, like I, I, I love said, I,
4: every parent's denial <laughs> about this.
0: I, I swear. Like I said, I swear he said no to me the other day, which I was very yeah. proud of why because no is the best word in the english language i want him no, to no. it's just your it. kid
4: just constantly saying no
0: to you yeah well good i want him to understand like it's the time words to eat dinner no, no
4: it's time to take a bath no it's time to go to bed yeah. no no mommy no.
0: anyway this has been uh, an exploration in parenthood philosophy thank you for bearing with it and, great story uh, Compelling, compelling and rich. rich it's time for, a moment for to myself every day God. it's time for email questions uh once again if you would like to send us a question by text you can do that through the contact page of the website matt christensen slash contact look for the call-in show question form and i realized when i talked about the bible study earlier uh if you want to find that the bible study info it's linked on the home page as well just in case you were curious as far as the questions Eric Burns Marsh says Matt are they are there any audio books you can recommend for becoming the best version of oneself well I've not listened to a lot of uh, or read a lot of self-help books I a lot of a lot of things a lot of perspectives I have I've come to just through life experience but also listening to podcasts listening to people on YouTube um the last audiobook I listened to, which I've referenced many times, was Mere Christianity. That was like,
11: mm-hmm.
0: God, I think I listened to that like two years ago. So clearly I'm not listening to too many audiobooks. But that was the last one I remember having some. It wasn't necessarily about self-improvement, but it had a lot of moral clarity. I, I listened to that looking for answers about God and faith and Jesus because people recommended it to me. I didn't necessarily find that at least the answers to my questions, but I did find a lot of moral clarity in the relationship between men and women. And when you understand the relationship between men, once I understood women better, my life got a lot better up to yeah, and including yeah. obviously marrying my wife. But so much of the earlier part of my life was under this delusion of like pedestalizing women and being afraid to take a leadership role with a woman.
4: If I'm nice enough. They'll bang me.
0: Yeah. that. another piece of the talk for my son. <sighs> Ten to twelve years. Assertiveness, leadership, all of those. Smack a bitch, so that you
4: can bang bitches, but don't bang (laughs) bitches. Have this conversation. You have to.
0: You have to let them know that you could if you wanted to, but you're too principled to do it. (laughs) That's the key. Yeah, Uh, that
4: is the key. Truly. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I I had a friend say that to me once. It's like I wouldn't. I'm never going to do it. I just want to know that I could. Yeah, and it seemed. I was so so much younger then, so that was still in my stage of like you know white knighting for women too much. And so I found yeah. it very offensive at the time. It's not like I picked some fight about it, but in my head, I thought, wow, that's that's what so dismissive asshole. to women. Yeah. Um, and it's I suppose it is. I'm not I'm not saying it, it, it I'm not saying it isn't, but there's there there is a certain truth about the male role in that 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 um, that you have to take leadership, you have to be assertive. You can't just sit passively by and think that that she's going to fall for you by you just sitting in a corner or something like that.
4: They like it. They want you to.
0: (laughs) You know, I listened to that with my parents and it was right before Barbara Walters died.
4: Yeah. Yeah. She was like 96 or something.
0: She was the woman who interviewed Sean Connery about smacking women. Mm -hmm. God rest her soul. And
4: she was clearly turned on the whole time. I guess what I
10: just have to say to you is are you gay?
0: Always remember Barbara Walters.
4: (laughs) All right, Mr. Dumpster Diver. I often hear that we as a society need to be more empathetic towards others. I disagree. I feel like we're too empathetic, especially when it comes to criminals and other bad people in society. To me, I'd rather be in a society that is not empathetic enough rather than too empathetic. Do you think being too empathetic is worse than not being empathetic enough? I clearly, yeah, I mean, I think it's Like on a societal level, I think it's clearly worse, right? But I think um, with your children, like if you're a mother, it's better to be too empathetic. So it depends on the role. If you're voting, be less empathetic. If you're mothering, be more empathetic.
0: That's interesting, because I I certainly agree that empathy in the context of voting is is to some degree a a misapplication, certainly. And I I do think that this is a relative question, exactly as you described empathetic to what or to whom Mm -hmm. both of those questions matter. Um, My empathy in the form of helping out my neighbor because he's having a tough time might be perfectly well placed. My empathy in voting to steal from the other neighbor to help pay for the other neighbor who's struggling, that's that's a that's a false empathy that actually is itself an immorality. And I think when we have gone so when we have put empathy as a value for its own sake above all other morality, well that Again, empathy has to be secondary to a moral structure, a moral framework. If you are empath, if you are empathetic to immorality, if you are forgiving or tolerating of immorality, that's not good because it enables and encourages that sort of behavior. So um, the
4: context is really is really important, like and balance, of course, Um, like there are jobs where uh, endless empathy is required, like in every situation, like if you are a nurse at a nursing home or something like that. And then there are jobs where uh, you should basically never factor empathy into your job at all. Like any job in foreign policy.
0: Yeah, I I, I suppose that's fair. Uh, So I would agree with you, dumpster diver insofar as I think that we are a morally misguided or lost society. And when we Mm. don't have that higher moral framework, empathy toward anything and everything is a problem.
4: A massive liability.
0: Yep. <clears throat> pop nobbler. Second. What is a pop nobbler? I'm sure I've said. Something I don't there. know. Have you prospected other candidates for president other than Trump or Florida governor? I would say that the Florida governor needs to stay in Florida or needs to stay as Florida governor. Ron. Remember where AOC vacationed? That was in Florida. Florida governor can affect other states. Even you can create a candidate, Matt. Eh. Um, oh, as in, have you? Pro- Does he mean have we? When you say prospected, do you mean what are our opinions or as in should we try to get another person? Is that what he means? No, like uh,
4: have we I think that he's asking if we've mentally reviewed possible candidate, other candidacies, hmm. candidacies.
0: Right. Well, I'll I'll go back to the prior chat about black pills for 2023. I, I remain unconvinced that candidate selection matters at all. At all. Yeah. But if you because I think that there there are fortification systems in place that make a non-Democrat victory for president very unlikely, Mm. though I, of course, invite being proven wrong on that. But assuming that that is not the case and that there is a realistic and fair prospect at the presidency, is there someone, well, purely speaking, neither one of them would probably be my guy, although I will always love the entertainment factor that Trump brings and I, there's an emotional part of me that wants to see the completion of his story. Ron DeSantis, I don't have a problem with. I'm not going to be mad. I'm worried that the wrong people support him. That's not his fault necessarily, but the people lining up behind him give me pause because they're not necessarily on my team from my perspective. If I'm picking somebody, I'd probably take Rand Paul. He would be my number one if I could select a guy. But I don't think Rand Paul is appealing to enough voters, even within the Republican party, unfortunately. So I think you are all but guaranteed a Trump DeSantis matchup going into 2024. I can't see the trouble with that matchup. If you want to consider alternative candidates, anybody who joins that race presumably helps Trump. I got to think like, let's say you have Trump DeSantis and guys X, Y, and Z I think guys X, Y, and Z are more likely to pull votes away from DeSantis than Trump. I don't think Trump has the critical mass to win in a one-on-one. If it's Trump v. DeSantis and nobody else, I would bet DeSantis takes that. But if it's Trump v. DeSantis v. Rand Paul v. every other guy, Trump has like a 35 to 40% hold that is unmovable. It, it, that, that is not going to be shaken. At least I, I, in my opinion, that's what I would expect. I think that loyalty to other candidates is more easily peeled away.
4: Yeah. None of this matters. It doesn't matter. Well, there Trump, you go. Pop Ron Knobbler. DeSantis. Who gives a crap? This, this whole thing is such a farce. Not uh, gonna change thank you,
0: Pop Nobbler. We will see if anybody else rises.
4: Uh, <laughs> do I have to say this? Wet beaver. There you go. Let's assume you have an IQ of 115. We can't. I have a very high IQ. Would you rather live in a society where everyone has an IQ equal or lower than yours or a society where everyone has an IQ equal or higher than yours? Clearly equal or higher.
3: Yeah. Uh, I don't yes. want to be the
4: smartest person in my society. The responsibility. No. I'd rather have everybody think that I'm like of lower intelligence because it doesn't matter because I'm a chick.
0: The okay. only thing I could say, and I know we've discussed this before, so I'll be brief. I'm assuming an equal moral playing field. And by that, I mean that these high IQ people are also morally upstanding and the low IQ people are. But if you give me a choice between lower IQ people who uphold basic morality, basic respect for your rights, that's more important to me than the intelligence factor. And of course, these things kind of correspond uh...
4: all things being equal.
0: But I, what I don't want, and I know you've warned about that too, is the really intelligent, immoral guy. That's what you yeah. don't want. That's, yeah. that's a disaster.
4: Yeah, I can deal with really unintelligent, immoral guy.
0: Yeah, you can outsmart him.
4: Yeah. Uh, you can't
0: yeah. outsmart the evil genius.
4: No, like Klaus Schwab V. Oh my gosh, I forgot his name. Uh, knelt on the neck guy. Oh, my God. Did uh, I have a stroke? George, George Floyd. George Floyd. Yeah. Yeah. George Floyd v. Klaus Schwab. Like, I know who I'm taking in that fight.
0: <laughs> well, is, yeah. Yeah. Although if it's just like straight up fists, I might take George. Especially methed up George or whatever he was.
4: For sure. Yeah.
0: He
4: was a big man. I forgot George Floyd's name. I guess we haven't really talked about it
0: in a while. It's been a little while yeah. Yeah. Charlie. Oh, wait, uh, no, uh, Chris says, uh, Hey faggots, when people cite the stat that having a gun in your home makes you more likely to be hurt by it, do you think they look at their car and think driving a car makes me more likely to be in a car accident and argue for getting rid of cars? I think that's, I've never thought of it in those terms, but you're exactly right. Um, and I, I, I'm sure that at some level gun possession does correspond with gun accidents and other unfortunate events related to guns. I I gather that is probably perfectly true. I don't dispute that point. But does that mean that I should be deprived of my right to evaluate and manage that risk for myself and my family? No. No. In, In the same way, we would think about all sorts of other pieces of property or technology we may choose to own or engage with or not um i I, do because there are firearms in my home is it a higher likelihood that there's a firearm accident in my home yes
3: i mean yeah
0: but i believe that i have the ability to manage and mitigate that risk successfully such that i am not inherently at risk if someone decides to come here to harm me or my family or my property Mm -hmm. and uh, so i i all risk calculation aside there, there's just never a situation in which I would put myself or my family in a position of helplessness. Perhaps we get attacked and we die for all I know, but we're not going to be on our knees begging for someone's mercy. If it happens, that's, that's not
4: right. And this is, this is where the left loses the plot just in general. It's like, uh, I don't, um, I, everybody should be given the ability to make their own risk assessment about a given situation, which is, you know, what we were arguing with the clot shot. Like, yeah. yeah, Do your own risk benefit analysis. People shouldn't be made to do anything like people can't be made to um, remove all weapons from their house in the event that something goes wrong. It's like you have to choose your own risk assessment. You do that when you're driving a car. You do that pretty much when you're doing everything.
0: The food you all day, the physical habits you have. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Every day you make a you make an assessment on whether or not something is too dangerous to do it. Um, and, and that's why, that's why we have choices that need to be made. That's how you make choice.
0: This logic as you've hit on Chris always comes down to, I don't like guns. And if you don't like guns, that's great. I am not going to come to your house and enforce gun possession on you. Although give it a few years, maybe I will become sufficiently Hitlerian where mandatory gun (sighs) possession will be enforced.
4: Wouldn't that be something Charlie are people who claim to believe in Darwin's theory of evolution and refuse to accept the different races um, may not all have the same average IQ or even average physical attributes. Science deniers. Mm. Yeah. We really should weaponize the science denier thing. Um,
0: I think they yeah. would deny the science. And I've have had several of these conversations um, with people who consider themselves very, scientifically informed and loyal i suppose wow uh, and when we've had these conversations which the the idea being generally that there are different average iqs across different races which by the way is true no matter how you cut things demographically there are different average iqs between men and women there are different average iqs across continents or how if you want to divide people geographically that way However yeah. you cut it, there are going to be differences. That's okay. We have differences in height, weight. We have differences in all sorts of things. But
4: nobody's but, trying to deny the physical attributes. That's why yeah, this they is never, so retarded. Yeah,
0: they never do. And and the conversations I've had, they usually attack the test and say that, that IQ cannot be reliably measured. And so it's all garbage. But the problem with that is... You might say that, say, a a sit-down at a computer or some sort of written IQ test is flawed or biased. Okay, maybe that's the case. But it's
4: consistent across groups, so who cares? It's equally unequal. We also
0: have all sorts of proxies. We have wealth. We have business prosperity. We have all sorts of things that...
4: Standardized testing. That
0: generally show where you have higher IQ according to the tests, you have higher levels of achievement and prosperity in all sorts Mm -hmm. of things. Wealth being a, a proxy indicator of that. So how do you explain that? Like, is, is that itself biased? <laughs> Everything's biased, I guess. Um, but
4: I mean, I, I'm willing to grant the concession that people are IQ obsessed. Like in terms of uh, someone's moral capacity, and we talk about this all the time. IQ is, um, is not much of an indicator of uh, whether or not somebody becomes a moral person also it says nothing of emotional intelligence i mean look at look at look at china it's like the average iq is like 111 it's 1. 1.2 billion totally conformist npcs most of which that lack a moral core it's, it doesn't it doesn't even matter that they're more intelligent like i i'd, I'd rather take i don't know some good nigerians right like good <laughs> in their heart
0: you know uh speaking of the night not the nigerian scammers is i guess what you're saying the good nigerians not the one who email you, not the ones who email you about uh having a fortune in your name they just need your social security number to right. cash in on it uh, have you seen the show uh love is blind on Netflix? no
4: but i've heard that it's like very revealing about gender relations
0: it's it's fantastic in terms it's all sorts of things it's like people believing it's fantastic. If you like trash TV, like my wife and I like to indulge in, but the idea being that people marry each other without meeting, without seeing each other, they only speak to each other. They don't see each other until they're actually engaged. And on this latest season, the reason I bring it up is because on this latest season, there was this Nigerian guy and this woman sort of persuaded herself that she really loved him and was really into him. And it seemed like it was kind of inauthentic the whole time, both him and her Supposed love for him, and in the end, it all fell apart. And it's like he was supposedly sleeping with other women or something. And I just wanted him to say, the whole time, it was a Nigerian scam because it basically <laughs> was—he Nigerian scammed his way through the show. It was like a way to promote his, you know, his profile or his business. Did she or know whatever. that
4: he was black the whole time? Oh yeah, they both. Do people are. ever get race bombed?
0: Well, that's what's funny is they. People get fat bombed, right? Yes. And and what's interesting is that with rare exceptions, the fat people almost never get picked, which is itself a, a disproved is, is that a word disproval of this love is blind. The, the thing that's great about the show is the philosophy is love is blind, but it constantly disproves that love is yeah. not blind. And yeah, I'm not yeah. saying that looks are all that matters, but clearly it matters. They, matter, have, these, yeah. they have these conversations like they don't <laughs> they don't want to ask, like, are you? x race so they'll be like oh what do you look like and uh what how, what uh, just ask for physical attributes or ask for interests sometimes interesting you can, sometimes you can just tell by voice
4: okay i should watch this because i'm really into this genre of television where leftists make tv shows thinking that they're going to promote their own propaganda but inadvertently prove um right-wing talking points okay so that happened yeah. with the wire which is a great show it was this left-wing journalist that just accidentally revealed all these greater truths about black people and then it, ha- it seems to be happening with this show love is blind and then i just watched this show called fleischman is in trouble it has um jesse eisenberg from the social network who's oh, yeah. just like he's just the worst like every time i see his face i'm like you have no personality or voice even less than it.
0: Zuckerberg himself.
4: Oh, God, terrible. And then Claire Danes, who I also um, want to punch her in the face because she broke up somebody's marriage when his wife was pregnant. And so I'm like, I'm going to watch this. And then it, it turns out that it's an, a total accidental indictment of like feminism and careerist women and beta males and certain religions. And it's, it's so good, but it's like they have no idea what they've actually done. Like they have no idea. Well, what this show is on. kind
0: of like that in that it's not so overt other than the title of it. They're not constantly trying to push that on you. Yeah. And it's not overtly political or even like feminist or anything like that. It's just. The way it works out, it's like clearly the philosophy that this is designed to. I would say the show is designed to explore that philosophy is love blind. It's not designed to prove to you that love is blind necessarily. But you
4: know that it's called love is blind. You know, that's what they want.
0: Yeah, I mean, it might. It's it's certainly fair to say it's subtle or it's although love
4: may or may not be blind doesn't really have.
0: But it constantly challenges that by the way it works out, because almost never is love actually blind.
4: This is so fast. I'm going to have to watch this now. Yeah, watch it's, it's watch trash, Fleischman but... is in trouble and tell me what you think. Yeah. Um, okay. Who's the, am I next?
0: So we, yeah, we, we ended up, I read that we were one. talking IQ and ended up on Nigeria. That's how that happened.
4: We run the worst show. Okay. You're next.
0: Uh, Mr. Red says, what is the most insane leftist claim you've ever seen? The most insane claim I have seen is from the book. The delectable.
4: Is that real? Negro?
0: Can I say that, Susan, where they say black slaves were cannibalized due to repressed homosexuality? That's a new one to me. I've never heard that.
4: Huh. Yeah, this is a real book. Um Explores the connection between homoeroticism, cannibalism and cultures of consumption in the context of American literature and slavery. Hmm.
0: I know that it's the easy pick. I'm not trying to take the easy and obvious one. I'm trying to take what I think is most consequential. And I think currently... The the well, just the the erasing of distinctions between men and women and acting like they're the same, I think, is not only wrong for reasons I don't need to explain to this audience, but I think hugely consequential in terms of people just living happy, fulfilled lives. So if I could if I could erase one leftist lie, it's probably that because I think everything like. Men and women have a role to play in building families. You build families, you build stable social units, that builds a prosperous society. This lie that men and women are the same, interchangeable, don't really have roles, that's responsible for a lot of suffering. And that's totally, the one totally. that I would get rid of if I could.
4: I'll do you one more and say that equality within, um, within any genre or any personality characteristic or gender or race like just the concept that people are inherently equal that that is the real insidious concept because i think that that broader broader belief system is what has led to the validation of transgenderism and the idea that like we're all born with the same amount of capabilities and stuff or we're yeah. trying to correct so that people are equal the whole things retarded it's like the first rule of life And accepting um, what life is going to be about is like, I was given X, Y, and Z gifts. This is how it stacks up realistically with other people. Um, And I need to control for my deficits and um, lean into my attributes. And that's how I'm successful in life. Taking that away from somebody is actually a, a really cruel thing to do to their humanity because it's like, how would you even know how to behave in the world without that? that point of comparison with other people
0: yeah the 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 confusion there it's kind of like how they've done this sleight of hand with democracy and all this Our, our declaration itself all men are created equal how they're endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights not that they all have the same Talents or the same abilities, right. or that they're all the same height or the same weight or something <laughs> like that. They they have us. Everybody has equal value to their lives in the eye in, in, in moral terms, and everybody has equal rights before God. We shouldn't violate each other's rights in that way. But the idea that that uh, that I that I'm the exact same person with the exact same talents as any other man, or even more ridiculously, that you and I are exactly the same despite our biological differences. I mean, that's preposterous. And, and oh, I, would, I know. Yeah. I would certainly agree that that's a perversion of of uh, of what this country is built upon.
4: I totally agree. Um, this is the Hamburglar's less famous and dark-skinned friend, the Jigaburglar. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Blonde, what have you done and what tips do you have in order to survive whatever is coming? Economic woes, civil war, World War III, et cetera. Uh, even though I agree with the thought process that everything has to go to shit in order to start actually reforming or recreating our country. I can't help but think that as rather young and somewhat poor family man, that my odds for me and mine are not too good. Frankly, I find it likely that people like us, people who with young children who live in States with harsh winters will most likely die if something like this happens. I don't know. Okay. So the big thing the, the biggest thing that I did is I married somebody that has all these skills to keep us alive. As a woman, that is the best thing you can possibly do to protect yourself from an adverse post-societal collapse outcome in your personal life. Um, Yeah. I just postured myself to marry the most masculine, competent man I possibly could (laughs) given that I was in my late twenties. I did pretty well. I'm pretty happy. Um, But I also have some, Oh, good for <laughs> Practical
8: you! Practical
4: skills, like I can sew and I can cook. I can make a lot of of very little, um, and like I I don't know that that's true. Right? Our people, people of Northern European descent, Slavic people, we are genetically predisposed to, um, not predisposed, but we have like a genetic inclination to dealing with harsh winters. I'm just like, you put me in a 90 degree weather and I'm like, I want to die right now. But even that negative 10 degree stretch, I was like, nah, eh, this isn't so
0: bad. It's true. I almost saw her die in 90 degree humid weather one time.
4: He did. Yeah. I, I fact, like I, I time I can't. I've seen
0: Blanche, she almost died. In the heat. <laughs> it's
4: true. I'm like puking. <laughs> it's like 95 degrees. I'm like, like, I, I would die if I had to live in Kenya for a month, but I could spend the rest of my life in, like, Siberia. No, I'd you know, fine. that's
0: not true. If you just went to Kenya and started running long distance, pretty soon you would be winning the Boston Marathon, too. It's, <laughs> I
4: know, It's all right? the same. There's no difference. Um, And as far as people with young children, you know, if you do a good job with your children, you have somebody to take care of you when you're older. Uh, so I don't know that that is, is true either. I mean, you think that these, like, single city dwelling people are going to be fine? They don't know how to... Use guns, or they don't have a place to go. They're they're totally fucked. I think that people like us are going to be better off. And being poor, that's definitely going to be an attribute. Like, you'll you'll have skills that people that have lived um, with wealth that they've never been made to develop. Poor hicks are going to kill it in a post-class. It's a, society. it's a
0: skill-driven society. Obviously, resources matter, but if you have the skills yeah. to to create, manage, refine resources that other people don't, that's going to go a long way. And I know this question was yeah, for you, yeah. so I don't mean to hijack it, but I will emphasize that nothing gets through, gets you through tough times like family does. Like
3: family, So yeah.
0: even though, like any good father, you sound worried about your ability to provide for your family in an uncertain future, that's good. The fact that you are worried and that you have those kids means you're a step ahead of a lot of people already. I guarantee yep. you, your son's raised right. Uh, will help you uh, your daughters will help you too uh, those are you're responsible for them you, to to raise them to provide for them but i guarantee they're going to do the same for you so um,
4: yeah and then if you have like a hot daughter that can cook when she's 18 you can get like 10 cows for her dowry and it'll all be worth yeah there
0: you go. it's good it's good trade value i guess i misstated that they're not going to raise you but they're going to support you in the same way is what i mean yeah. um we so got we- you snow ape dan says happy new year fellow apes did you hear about the virgin islands ag getting fired just days after announcing an investigation at jp morgan bank for their part in the epstein case sticks made a pretty good video on it 10 bucks says biden's handlers made the call to fortify the investigation Mm. i only saw the memes and i saved the meme because i thought that's a weird sequence of events i need to look into exactly what happened here so i maybe i'll do that um on my own time with my next video, or maybe we'll talk about that on Sunday. But th- as far as I understand, that is a correct sequence of events lawsuit into JP Morgan related to Epstein stuff. AG in the Virgin islands. AG gets fired. Also Biden just went to the Virgin islands for vacation. Wow. We a, a coincidental sequence of events that I need to look into.
4: Crazy. Yeah.
0: Um, Thanks. Thanks, Dan.
4: <clears throat> Let's see. Chris to the J. Hey, Matt Blonde fans. Happy New Year. I wish I could have called in, but I'm in a family gathering, uh, a gathering with my family since my sister is getting married this Saturday. Crazy since she's the youngest of the kids, but I'm happy for. What do you hope for this new year? Hoping for more COS progress this year. It's up for consideration in 25 states, largely friendly legislators. Also, can you pass this on to our Aussie Kiwi audience? The newlyweds and my other sister plan to travel down under in July for the Women's World Cup and want to know what local eateries Y'all in the main cities recommend DM me or at me, please. That's Chris to the J. Thank you, Chris. What do you hope for this new year? Well, I'm hoping to have another baby. Um, what else? I'm trying to find ways to get like yacht rich. <laughs> also, we are, I've been squirreling away money and we're going to Japan this year.
0: That'll be cool. Are you going to take the yacht to Japan?
4: Yacht rich is like a twenty-year plan.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, we might have to do a few more streams. Uh, at least speaking for myself, I'll have to stream yeah. a little bit more to get yacht rich. Oh,
4: I've been scrolling away um, my side hustle jobs. Got it.
0: Um, what were the other? Oh, convention estates is what he's referring to, and that's uh, that's yeah. good to hear. Uh, thanks for your updates on that, Chris. By the way, I appreciate that you tracked that, and I, it's something that I personally hope to see happen someday. Uh, As far as the Australian audience, uh, Chris, I tell you what, just send me an email and I have uh, a few Australian contact points myself and I'm sure that they would they would probably be interested in or willing to provide some information to you. So send me an email. I will uh, get that taken care of and connect you and all the best to you and your family. That's great to hear for your sister. Uh, Am I reading this one next?
4: I um I did this whole thing so that you would read this one.
0: Ah, you timed it or uh, sequenced it correctly. <laughs> Matt's festering gaped anus. Okay. That's a big <laughs> game, man. Texas and California are colluding to castrate James Younger. Do you believe in states' rights to severely mutilate your children, or should we grow a spine and start outlawing evil nationwide? So uh, we talked about this on Sunday. I just posted on it this morning. And to give context to people who might not fully know or understand, so James Younger is the 10-year-old in Texas. There's a custody battle for him. His pediatrician mom thinks that he's transgender and has been battling with dad for years to try to transition young James into Luna. California just passed a law that's a transgender kids, makes them a transgender for kids uh, sanctuary state, as in... You just did a
4: video on this?
0: I posted this morning because I wanted to understand... um, understand the legal landscape that we were talking about on Sunday and exactly how this is happening. So California passed a law that says they will not enforce any other States, um, investigations, court orders, any of that to stop child transitions. Okay. So this mom takes James to California in anticipation of this law. Jeff, the dad appeals to the Texas Supreme court to try to get them ordered back to Texas before this law takes effect. The Texas Supreme court doesn't do that anyway. They say, no, we're not going to help you do that. So that doesn't, it's a moot point, not just because the Texas Supreme court said no, but because at this point, even if they say yes, California will by law. California authorities are banned from assisting
3: mm. in that transfer.
0: Excuse me, back to
3: <laughs> Texas right. in
0: any way. And I certainly see, I, I, I don't want to come off as dismissing the point that, that, This guy with the vulgar, (laughs) the vulgar version of uh, the vulgar name about me has, because the question here is, if we agree on the concept that that this this child mutilation is is objectively fundamentally immoral, do we believe that we ought to federalize this sort of thing and make it so it is federally illegal everywhere? I understand why we would have that impulse. I'm not saying that that if you believe it's objectively wrong, why should we? as a country, allow it anywhere. Yeah. Okay. The problem is that once we federalize that sword, well, that's it. The federal sword will be used for anything and everything. Things you like, things you don't. And you have to be able to escape that enforcement where you view it as unjust. That's that same federal sword as morally correct as it might be in this case to ban this sort of thing. Could just as easily be used to do the opposite, to take to do what they're doing to Jeff Younger, take his son because he doesn't want to transition him, and forcibly transition him elsewhere, or at least put him in the custody of people who will do it. So if I'm gonna if, if I had a solution here, um, what I think what I think is is probably the the correct way to handle this. I, I don't know. How would you handle this legally? My problem here is California refusing to cooperate with lawful orders from other states. So let's mm-hmm. say that Texas, there was a court order from Texas saying uh, that James uh, the young boy James Younger belongs in Texas. He should be here. There's not going to be any child transitions pursuant to his father's wishes. California needs to help us get him back here. And California refuses. That is. A legal standard against that refusal, I'd be more comfortable with where you say if you're a state who refuses to assist in a lawful court order or a lawful investigation from another state, that that is actually maybe a criminal issue is the wrong word. But that's a legal issue uh, in terms of the balance of power among the states. You're effect- My problem with that is you're effectively you're, you're aiding fugitives in a sense at that point. Um, because if if you are, if you commit, if you defy a a court order or you defy an investigation or you defy a charge in one state by just leaving and going to another state, there's a reason that we have an extradition process. There's a reason that we have states assisting each other in bringing criminals to justice. (laughs) And as soon as states say, well, I'm not going to help you enforce your stupid law. Well, then I guess, why do we have this federation of states at all? That's the whole point. Even if you don't think that the next state over's law is just, you have to assist them in handling their justice system for themselves. Otherwise, we don't really have any point of cooperation.
4: Well, that's true, but I, I, I don't think that was the question. Okay. I, I don't really see what the problem is. We have a multitude of laws um, based on violating another person's bodily autonomy that are federal crimes.
0: No, not, if, there, if there's no federal component to it, it's a, definitionally a state issue.
4: But you can't, you can't legalize murder in any given state.
0: It, it Constitutionally, you could. If you, if you kill someone in the state of Idaho, that's not a federal crime. Unless you're doing there, it on federal land or something like that. You cannot commit a federal
4: murder.
3: You can, let say, let's
0: say that you, let you cross state lines or there's some interstate component. There, there could be a federal murder prosecution, but just generally speaking, if you stay within the, and I, and I'm, I'm speaking constitutionally here. States have police power. You commit a crime within the confines of a state. That is the state's issue to handle in police. That is not the federal government.
3: Mm. So,
4: so it, let's say, um, constitutionally, Idaho, uh, makes murder so that it's just some kind of minor crime. Yeah. Not punishable. Okay. I, I could never travel to another state though. Couldn't they pick me up for it?
0: As in you committed a murder in Idaho? Right. Yeah. So what would happen is exactly what's going on with the guy who did the, the college murders. He would be arrested in some other jurisdiction like he was in Pennsylvania. And then he'd be extradited back to Idaho to be prosecuted there.
4: Why? You, I wouldn't be prosec- I'm in this in this hypothetical situation. Murder's not a crime in Idaho.
0: Oh, well, then if there's no if yeah, if there's no crime in your state, then there's no extradition to be had.
4: Interesting. But I couldn't leave uh, in another state. They couldn't prosecute me for something I had done in the state that wasn't elite.
0: Didn't happen there.
4: For some reason, I thought that couldn't do that constitutionally. I don't, I don't know. You
0: couldn't? Could a state legalize murder constitutionally? Yeah. Yeah. It's a state's power to police. Now, of course, the legal question, the constitutional question is separate from the the sort of practical question is, would the feds find a way to intervene? They might. We, we know that the way that... Whether it's the Commerce Clause or whether it's the ownership of land or whether it's all the different ways that they get their little fed paws into everything, they probably could find some jurisdictional claim. But let's just say that on private property, hypothetically, and I'm actually being hypothetical here, you murder your neighbor, private property within the confines of Idaho there is no federal law enforcement component to that unless you did it because he's black. Then it's a civil rights violation. That
4: and, is retarded. <laughs>
0: yeah. But if you but but otherwise, I mean, they find their ways like the same way they federally prosecuted Derek Chauvin, for example, because it was a civil rights violation, quote unquote. So I don't want to be mistaken in in, in saying that or I don't want to be um, understood in a mistaken way in saying that it never happens because it does. What I'm saying is under the constitutional design, that's not a federal issue. States have police power and it's a state issue to handle.
3: Interesting.
0: So I guess I guess, as far as... So to get back to the question, I don't want to <laughs> federalize these things, but the farthest that I could go is some sort of... The, the, role, the, the federal government does have a constitutional role in resolving disputes between the states. So if we had some kind of federal law that says, listen... States are not going to ban other states from ho- from from enforcing their lawful orders, their lawful investigations, their lawful charges. You're not going to do that. That's what membership in the club means. Um, I, I'd be comfortable with that. But as far as federalizing... As far as federalizing all of these laws, it, it, my what I'm worried about there is you erase what it means to be a state. What what's the purpose of the state lines that we have, if not to ensure That's that true. there's there's more local autonomy over how we control these things, and that if it sucks in your particular place, you can leave and not have to live with these people. So, no. I, and I I know it's tempting in this context to try to to federalize power, but I don't I don't blame that impulse necessarily. Protection of children is certainly a worthy priority. It's just. Um, I, I think that that we have to make these decisions within our states for the system to function otherwise our country is uh, <laughs> the, the more we centralize power in that way even if it's for a worthy cause in this case I think it's it's uh, it produces um, dysfunction in the end Ineptious, Ineptious. Yeah.
4: oh did I read that one I can't remember
0: uh, no that was mine because that was the gaped anus one that you oh right yeah
4: um, interestingly, the Orthodox church I go to in Moscow, Moscow, is directly under the patriarch. And my best friend, uh my best friend here's dad is the speechwriter for Putin, no joke. Wow. What would make Russia a viable country for you all to live in? Um, I don't know, I fantasize about moving to Russia all the time. There has to be uh the the kind of corruption that I understand, you know. Like, I would have to know what the rules of the corruption are. I know that's not how corruption, corruption. works.
3: The best yeah. kind.
4: Yeah. <laughs> no, but like, um, you know, I told you about my friend that got the doctor to squirt the vaccine in the trash. She paid her like 20 bucks or something.
0: Yeah, this is the wanted, uh, Andrew Tate corruption we were talking about. Yeah.
4: Yeah. I want to know how to play by the rules of that corruption. And so I'm like, okay, I just won't talk about the government or whatever. I won't bring my weed over there. Um. And I don't think Russia's quite there yet. I don't think I could play those games. They also don't like Americans.
0: It's hard for me to answer this question about a country to which I've never been because I, it, I can't sit here and tell you this is how Russia would have to change for me to live there without having the experience of what it's like to be there. But what what would I want in my ideal country? I would want a state that is properly limited to defending the rights of the people in combination with a society that has moral clarity through some sort of, I suppose, tri- religious traditionalism, or just a, a general understanding of those moral truths about your natural rights, about leaving each other alone so long as you're not violating the rights of somebody else. We have kind of a bastardization of both of those things in, in this country. We have ever-centralizing power instead of a limited state, as, as it was conceptualized. And we have a culture that lacks moral clarity entirely so on paper, I, I don't want to live in Russia based on this perception I have generically as an outsider. But I look at what's going on in my own country and I'm not going to say, well, I'd, I'd way rather live in Russia. No, I, 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 like, I like my standard of living here. I like America. I like the values that America was built on. It is my home and I want to fight for it. But I'm not going to sit here and pretend that the flaws I'm worried about don't exist in this country because they do very greatly so yeah I don't know Um, for all I know Russia is awesome I <laughs> maybe all the things I'm talking about are achieved plus they're riding around shirtless on horses or something Um, I don't know I, I just can't comment on Russia specifically without an understanding of it
4: that all sounds awesome
0: Gilgamesh says hey Matt and Blonde did you see how Trump tweeted on his social media that he blames pro-lifers for what happened in the midterms also or sorry he's wrong and we Uh, He's wrong. We are the only ones that came out and voted in the midterms. Also, Blade Runner 2049 isn't the sequel to Blade Runner. We'll go go watch Razor Fist's review of Blade Runner 2049 to know why. Well, how's it not the sequel?
4: It has to be the sequel because Decker and Rachel have a baby.
0: Yeah, It's the same people in it, but maybe there's uh, I suppose there's a definition of of terms, maybe. uh, Maybe we have a debate on definition of sequel or something like that i did see trump's not tweet but truth that's what they're called on truth social they're truths uh did you see this he just said yeah the problem is all you hardcore right-wingers scared away you were too extremist in your pro-life position so you scared people and made them vote democrat in fact <laughs> that's, that's what he said
3: uh-huh uh, I mean,
0: yeah i mean trump is um The Trump is not on a hot streak currently as far as as far as I'm concerned. A lot of people are concerned. And I say that as a general appreciator of his because he's given me a lot of entertainment. And um, and I think that he was a generally good president, despite my uh, despite my points of opposition. But this, I think, is just such a huge mistake, not only to betray people who it's a mistake in a bunch of ways. It betrays a core base of yours. It betrays one of your greatest achievements as president, which right. is getting Supreme Court justices who restore. Speaking of state power, state power to handle abortion for themselves. Mm-hmm. That's, I think that's his greatest achievement as president is overturning Roe versus Wade, a complete disaster legally and morally. And yeah, it's gone yeah. now for him to talk shit about that is talking shit about his own presidency, effectively. Uh, so it's, it betrays his base. It betrays himself. Um, and I just think it's factually incorrect but i know there's polling that would tell me that i'm wrong that actually abortion was this huge motivator i I might make the point that it's morally incorrect too if i grant the point that it was a huge motivate motivator i don't care if i lost one election in pursuit of moral and legal truth which is what happened there i will take that Oh, no. So we got if you told me you could erase Roe v. Wade, but you have to have John Fetterman as senator for a term. Yeah, deal. (laughs) I'll take it. Deal done. (laughs) So I don't know. I mean, it's another one. Trump is just I can't figure him out. I can't figure out how serious he is right now, what his what his plan is. But that I agree that that was a a stupid post. I don't know if you have any other thoughts on that.
4: No, no. I mean, uh, he's all over the map. I think that this is going to be a huge problem.
0: We'll see. Uh, may, I, I, to me, like I said, I would expect that if it's DeSantis versus Trump, DeSantis is probably going to emerge victorious there. But I also know a fundamental rule of politics, like don't count Trump out. People who counted Trump out were wrong many, many times. Maybe he it's has true. one more rabbit out of the hat, but he's he's an older man and it's a different circumstance now. He doesn't have. That, that energy that he had in 2016, I don't know if he'll be able to capture it. And I mean that both in terms of his own energy, but also his audience energy. He's not the yeah. outsider he was. He's not the um, insurgent candidate. He doesn't candidate. have
4: the element of surprise anymore. Yeah.
0: Then um, again, um, is Ron DeSantis that? Is Ron DeSantis the energy-inspiring insurgent candidate? I don't know about that. No. Is there another guy who's obviously those things more than Trump? Maybe not. Uh, Halo with horn says this in regard to Sunday's hoax hate. I think the son who called the police painted the slur. Do you think this is a possibility? Yeah, this is. um... So to remind people, this is a lady who painted allegedly the N word on the side of her own house, but there was an encounter with the neighbor prior and he called police. If it is in fact a hoax, that's the circumstance. I would see it is there was some sort of fight. They decided they don't like this white lady. So they paint a slur on her property and call police and say that she did it. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. I, don't, I still don't know what to make of that story. That one was completely bizarre. Actually, I do know what explains it. Uh, it was a rare case of... Uh, uh, what's the... I already forgot the word. Commotio Cordis? That's, that's what caused it. It was a Cordis incident once again. That's what caused the N-word.
4: Case of the N-word.
0: Anything else? Uh, no, that's it on questions, right? Mm-hmm. So we just got to catch up on chat. And then we'll call it an evening. Uh, thanks to you guys on D Live, appreciate you over there. We are good on D Live. I will have to refresh on YouTube to even see them because I can't on our. Woody
4: Opperman says um, NPC study was wrong, wrong. Aiden Paladin went over it. I'm inclined to trust her. She does her due diligence.
0: This is She's the one thorough. about people who don't have the internal monologue.
4: Yes, I mean, I I did find it like it, it really hard to believe.
0: I would. So. I only understand it on a surface level, and it sounds sounds uh, hard to believe to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: Fractal insights. Jesus saying, "Eat my flesh," is referring to Matthew four four. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. The blood thing has similar concepts. I think. Think Jesus and Samaritan woman at the well.
0: Ah. Well, thank you for Somebody, the insights. That is
4: the second person that has brought this up today a, a random woman at the grocery store did also
0: the the blood and uh flesh thing
4: no the, the samaritan woman at the well oh that's interesting i should probably look for parallels in my life I'll i had the to, strangest um... interaction at the grocery store today this woman like came up to me and wanted to talk to me about uh Amaline, like being the light of god she told me her whole life story and everything it was like a really meaningful interaction this stuff never happened in seattle
0: well, yeah, I would, I would take, uh, if that's uh quote unquote crazy, I would take that brand of crazy over someone frothing at the mouth, uh, on a heroin OD or something like
4: no, that. No, it didn't seem crazy at all. She uh. just came up to me and wanted to talk to me about how beautiful Emmeline was and like how she sees God's light in her. But did she, she talk- touch your kid? No.
0: All right. Fair. Uh, as long as they don't touch my kid,
4: I would have honestly been fine. And then like I gave her a hug and then we, we, she introduced herself and then she went on her way.
0: Wow. Yeah. Well, that's uh, an encouraging encounter, I guess.
4: Um, no molestation. Uh, incompetent hand. a player drops on the bills. The speaker position still isn't filled. Tate has 33 cars, uh, but I have Matt's hit piece on my 2023 bingo car. Uh,
0: that's definitely not happening. That's a, they that's
4: a bad end. bet. I uh, doubt it. I doubt it. Plum Logan. Folks at home, I know nobody's going to vote for, in for a foreign language movie to watch. The hunt yourselves—a uh, great, deep allegory about what many of us are facing—will be a future classic.
0: I've heard good things. I, I'm into it, and I will watch it if it is voted for. However, I will bitch about reading subtitles.
4: Have you watched Amadeus yet?
0: Uh, yes, I did. I actually just finished it before the stream, but my lips are sealed. I won't say a damn thing
4: sticks um i'll come back on your show on one condition that you play my biggest hits like come sail away and mr roboto deal
0: does he have covers of those i know he does he's into music right has he done <laughs> i don't those? know I, For real,
4: it'd be kind of meta you know yeah. i saw sticks live once and it was a great concert what
0: wait, yeah. oh wait wait wait, wait wait wait, 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 back that was band. that was so far over my head i feel like a stupid idiot i i'm the yeah the band that's what he's talking come about duh away. yep I'm thinking the YouTuber and he does actually do music and I failed to make the connection between the songs that okay. you're referencing and the band. I'm an idiot. Sorry. Um but for all I know maybe Sticks the YouTuber has also performed those songs. Um, I was, and I was thinking in my brain I'm thinking you went you first of all Sticks performs live music and you went. <laughs>
4: I'm kind of glad we cleared that
0: up. Yeah, thank you. That that was <laughs> that was a uh, potential for a disaster.
4: Um GR says, what Showtime series have you watched? Shameless. I don't think I've seen any Showtime series.
0: I don't uh, off the top of my head. I'm not sure I have either. I don't have any kind of Showtime subscription, but what are the most famous ones? I don't know.
4: Uh, I don't know. Do you have this up? I'll look.
0: Yeah. um, Yeah. Thunderstorm says a lady waved at me. She's kind of hot. Got to keep my eyes on the road, but the hero always peaks night. Everybody. I'm not sure I understand.
3: What? I don't get that. Well, last if you're part, driving,
0: but... I definitely just. Uh, does he mean literally eyes on the road, or does he mean figuratively? I don't know. No. But if you are driving, definitely eyes on the road is a good call. And thanks for tuning in and supporting the show.
4: Dexter, I've seen a few of those.
0: Oh yeah, my wife loves Dexter, but I haven't watched it. Not that guy. Uh, says, wish me luck tomorrow. VA therapy starts. I have. A lot of guns. They know I have guns. I live in the state that killed Duncan Lemp. Uh, lemp, rather. I am a J6 Terry. You mean January six terrorist? Is that what you mean? Yeah. Um, Duncan Lemp, wasn't that um, Maryland? That was, a, was that the guy who got red flagged? I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah. Fatally shot at his home in Potomac, Maryland during a no-knock search by the Montgomery County Police. Well, wow. I hope you don't get Duncan lemp and uh, all the best with the therapy. Uh, and Thanks for supporting the show. I think we're all caught up. Let me double check. I literally
4: that. have not seen a single one of these.
0: Uh, are there any other notable ones? Famous ones?
4: Homeland. Billions.
0: Yeah, I haven't seen any of The those.
4: new Twin Peaks. Oh, yeah. The Showtime suck. I, I haven't I seen guess any. so. Oh, I saw Nurse Jackie. It wasn't very good. Hmm. strangely i love Edie falco because of the sopranos
0: dangerous spaces has three new callers tonight if you've been thinking about calling in for the first time make 2023 your year just do it i can help happy new year guys well thank you for your assistance with the production dangerous spaces i hope you are feeling well and uh thank you for supporting the show as well uh
4: wait who was the last person you said
0: uh dangerous spaces i just read but not that guy was before that
4: okay did you get these two buddy with an h or jimmy p
0: i don't even oh those must be tippy stream ones
4: yeah yeah, yeah. thanks
0: for uh, circling back on those because i had to go to youtube to see the chats that okay i'll read this jimmy
4: yeah. p blonde the only name for george you'll ever need to remember is jogger McFentanyl.
0: oh uh, that's yeah you won't forget that one thank you jimmy
4: i truly want buddy with an h so glad we got through your show without any show improvement suggestions if the only complaint <laughs> is the ultra consistent thumbnail you're doing pretty well Keep doing your thing and have a great night. You have a good, uh, great night. Thank and he you, also buddy. said,
0: and my, um, and now, now the thumbnails are never changing. I will never again. even more consistent. Because of you, before.
4: actual justice warrior, you <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> no, we love him. Um, also so glad 1923 turned the corner was losing steam on that question. If we were able to binge watch season five, assuming the second half is good. Would we not care the first five episodes are garbage? Would we even remember them? No, I'm saying that show from episode one has been a a steaming pile of dog shit. I watched it because everybody kept talking about how it's this like beacon of conservative values or whatever the fuck. That just sucks.
0: It's, uh, I agree. I will certainly agree that this season is the weakest. It's so much setup and so many romances that I don't care about uh all of them i don't care about any of these i get that everyone's getting their, everyone's uh having their last little hurrah before a whole bunch of people are going to die it's quite clear but uh no i don't care that you see the part where the they have to take the cattle down to texas because of brucellosis sorry for the brucellosis spoiler and i'm going to give you a relationship that nobody cares about spoiler the one country music singing chick and the ranch hand guy yeah, yeah. And he's like, sorry, I got to go to Texas. But, uh, you know, I, I didn't want to tell you because I didn't want to ruin our last night out or whatever. How about you start prioritizing me? I'm leaving. Like, yeah, sorry. He has a job. And pro- yeah, like, really. what, the, what do you want? That was so stupid. This woman leaving him because he his job is taking him to Texas to take care of the cattle. Yeah, lady. Sorry. Sorry that men have obligations that sometimes take them away from you. That's still a very good man. You idiot. It's just the dumbest. Maybe it was supposed to be dumb. I don't know. But a woman walking away from a man because he's upholding his commitment to his job and being a good provider is the most preposterous thing I've ever seen. Anyway.
3: I'm with you.
4: It just, the the show sucks. I don't know what to tell you. I
0: thought you were going to say, no, no. I would break up with, uh, if my boyfriend or husband went to Texas, I would break up with him too. Or really going to Colorado. I think they're taking the, they're not going to Texas. They're taking the cattle to Colorado.
4: No, they're going to Texas.
8: I th- I thought That's why this Jimmy in...
4: thing has popped back up, I which that... I was very happy about.
0: Jimmy sucks. I... <laughs> Jimmy
4: was the only plot line that I cared about in that uh, whole fucking show. The
0: part I didn't get too is they're talking about like possibly selling their their beef. That was Beth's whole bit. We're gonna sell beef like this ranch does, and she's looking through the catalog, and and it's the four sixes, and she asks john dutton daddy have you ever seen this ranch before he's like oh no i don't know what that is what do you mean you, you just sent jimmy there you sent him there like last year what are you talking yeah, about Yeah, it was weird oh, I've, n- I've never heard of the four sixes before <laughs> yeah i can't yeah. do a good john everybody
4: dutton has a good thing. kevin costner impression he's like Punch
0: well it's funny I, I great yellowstone talk tonight i know but this will be the last <laughs> point i turned i i turned on the tv before i went to bed last night and it was jimmy fallon on nbc and <sighs> luke grimes was on i'm like okay i'm gonna listen to this guy talk he's uh Casey Dutton, because they're talking about Yellowstone and his whole presentation and voice is totally different as a normal guy, which freaked me out because everybody, whether you're Harrison Ford, Kevin Costner, Luke Grimes, you all have to talk like this when you're on Yellowstone. (laughs) So it really throws me for a loop because they once they're not on Yellowstone, they talk like normal people, even Harrison Ford, like he he sounds a little ridiculous on 1923 because he has to he has to get his voice all gruff and low. I'm just, I'm glad I get to enjoy some Harrison Ford in a non blade runner context. That's all. I
4: know he looks really great for like 90 or whatever.
0: He, he must be very, very old. Yeah. Are we uh, all set? Oh
4: yeah. Let me reload. Make sure you got dangerous spaces. Yeah. Yeah, we're good. Our audience hates us. So.
0: <laughs> well, I know everybody tunes in for uh, hot Yellowstone takes, so I hope we delivered on that this evening. And I'm sorry. for. Now I'm
4: going to go work on a puzzle. <laughs>
0: I started this whole conversation by saying I'm only going to talk about Yellowstone for two seconds and I'm not going to spoil. Then I talked for 20 minutes and spoiled everything, including
3: it's fine.
0: the Brucellosis plot. But uh, I promise on Sunday we'll talk less Yellowstone. We'll talk whatever happens between now and then. And if you missed any part of the show, check out the podcast page on the website where you can listen to it. MattChristensenMedia.com slash podcast. Speaking of com, it's where you find everything show related. We'll see you back here on Sunday.
10: Bye